Tony Moran. I played the original Michael Myers in the Halloween movie by John Carpenter. And you're listening to the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. Too far from the mic. No, you're fine. You're fine. Are you sure? Yeah, dude, you're if loud. I get, you're if I get closer, than... you're gonna tell me to get off your lap. Dude, you're louder than anyone I ever met. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, dude, I think uh, when I was listening to the the first one I listened to was the Jerry Farley one. I was like, it felt like you were like a mile away and you were like, <laughs> like on the mic. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you know, I'm soft spoken. I'm not. He's not. <laughs> I'm passionate. He, he's he. Sh- you know, you should be a vocalist. I have no patience. Well, you would I be can't. a good vocalist. I would. I, I wouldn't because I have no other talent. I can't play a guitar. Well, still, you know. Listen, anything could be learned. It's true. Anything could be learned. It's true. Yeah, it's so true. I don't have the patience. Plus, I don't have to deal with like four other people or five other people in the band. Can't that is that. true. That is true. No. It gets annoying. So you just get the cymbals between your legs, the guitar, the harmonica. I'm going to be one of those yeah. fucking weirdos, one-man <laughs> band. Um, so anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Episode 47. 47? Yeah, I think. No, I don't think so. I think it's 46. I thought it was 48 from what I read. No. I have to go into It's my... somewhere between 46 and 48. <laughs> we don't know at this point. I'm pretty sure it's 46. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know right now. No, it's 47. 47? Was Giuliani 46? I'm fucking confused. I mean, maybe you're right. Howie and Bill was supposed to be 46. Yeah, that's right. And that didn't happen, so this is 46. Right. Was right the first time. It will happen, though. It'll Snowstorms happen. fucked us up. It'll happen eventually. Anyway, we are here to talk about John Carpenter and other things related to John Carpenter and horror. And we are here with a very uh, interesting individual, a very talented guy, very cool dude, Steve Perlmutter. <laughs> What's up? Filmmaker, photographer, musician, uh, all-around cool dude. All around cool dude. What's cool up, dude. Steve? What's up, cool dude? <laughs> What's up? What's, What's up, going Steve? on, bro? I try. Welcome, man. Welcome. How you doing? When do I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. Uh, my morning was filled with uh, listening to like John Carpenter themes and going over all the old like I, I was listening to the music from Christine, Escape oh, from dude. New York. So good. <laughs> um, you know, this whole thing started with uh, me and Steve were working on a music video for Eyes of the Sun, mm-hmm. and one of the earlier conversations, we got into a conversation about John Carpenter, and uh, I had ned- I, I'd actually never seen the movie The Thing. Which was, I, I just couldn't believe Until recently? Until recently. <laughs> Until recently. You got fucking problems. <laughs> I know, at the time, I had problems, I will admit it. Um, when did you watch it for the first time? It was like a couple that weeks night, ago. That night. After yeah, was he like, was like, oh, this dude, is like a month ago. Yeah. This is like a month ago, he was like, dude... You have to watch it. He, you, he was like, it's a great... You, the, the use of practical effects, the music, Dude, everything it, about that's it. That's my shit. It's he started it. telling me all of these interesting facts about the relation between The Thing and some Quentin Tarantino movies that we'll get into, it, I guess. But that night, I watched The Thing, and we were texting about it. And I, after that, I think I either spoke to Steve or you about the idea of doing an episode on this podcast. Probably about, both of us. Probably what's, both what's of you guys. That was my phone. Probably... Both of you guys about doing a, a an episode about uh, you know based around John Carpenter and that conversation we had. So here we are, and that's it. That's it. And Jimmy, you were just recently at Monster Mania. 
Yes. And you saw... I try to frequent as many horror conventions as I can. And Next you... one is Chilla in April. Already got a hotel room booked for the You know what? I think that's the one I went to a few years ago. I'm trying to remember. Chilla... It, was, it was so long ago, I feel like. There's, there's three of them. There's Chiller, there's Monster Mania, and there's New Jersey Horrorcon. I went to one in, at the Marriott in Jersey years ago. I don't it's remember. Pro- it was probably Chiller. Okay. Um, there was one that was just a one-off. It was called Robots and Mo- Monsters and Robots, which was cool because it was like nobody there. It was the one and only one. The guy took a bath, dude. The guy had to have lost crazy money. There was probably about 50 people in this huge convention hall. Sid Haig was there. Like, there was so many people there. It was cool because, like, me and my girlfriend and my daughter, we were, like, sitting behind the desk, behind the table with Captain Spaulding. Like, (laughs) bullshitting for, like, 20 minutes, dude. Like, bought him coffee. We're talking about, like, my girlfriend somehow or another wound up talking to Sid Haig about farm-raised trout and salmon, bro. <laughs> like, just hanging out with Captain Spaulding. Like, it was yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. really cool. Like, one of the road warriors, like, road warrior fucking hawk was the animal was there. And the dude from uh, uh, Child's Play, and little Andy was there. My daughter was hanging out with him. But um, that was, like, a one-off. But the best one usually is Monster Mania. And that was the one that I was just recently at where John Carpenter was at. Mm. You know what it is with me? It's just, like, I feel like... It's almost for me. I, I never really wanted to go to them because I always felt like depressed going to them. Why? Because I'm seeing like a lot of these like old washed up people who at one time or another had these like, you know, even like oh I played the third corpse on the floor in this movie. Like I, I <laughs> feel kind rules. of bad for them. No, I feel kind of. It's like almost no. like old school wrestlers when you see them. <laughs> they're sometimes there. I think Greg had the Valentine I, there. That, but you know like. Dude, I just watched this one episode of it. So it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Roddy Piper was on it, and like you know, it's rest it's, in peace, Rowdy like, Roddy. Yeah, you know, he's he was living in his car in the episode. It's like, but you know, the movie The Wrestler with Mickey mm-hmm. Rourke. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's that's kind of where where their lives go. And I I always like envision all these old actors mm, in yeah. those positions, and it's like I feel bad for them. Right. Probably sitting there with headshots from the eighties. Maybe true. nobody goes up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. I don't know. I always just feel bad. There's, for them. there's certain. <laughs> it's funny because. Like, there could be, like, name, like, a huge celebrity. Anyone right now. Brad Pitt. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Keanu Reeves, I'd probably say what's up to. But, like, somebody huge, like, like if one of the jerk-off Kardashian broads walked down the street, <laughs> walked down the street, I would fucking ghost her and walk right past. Like, I, it doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. I wouldn't even say hello. I'd just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But somebody who played, like, fucking... Like, some girl who died within 20 minutes of, like, Friday the 13th Part 6. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, shit, what's up? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Shit like that. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I see I see the Jason yeah. fucking yeah. throat tattoo, which, which, which is hard, bro. Um, but um, Monster Mania, for me personally, is the best one. Chiller, they veer off sometimes, and they do, like, a lot of, like, old school fucking, like, shows from, like, the 50s and 60s that you wouldn't even think that these people are still alive. Like, you were just saying, like, you feel bad. There was one that I went to where they had the cast of the fucking show Hee Haw. Oh, wow. Dude, there's, like, six fucking blue hair ladies fucking sitting behind <laughs> a fucking desk, and nobody is at their desk. So now, me, I feel bad. I don't fucking want to meet the guy. I've never even seen an episode. I know it's from like the fucking 1800s, this fucking show. (laughs) So I walk past it. I don't even want to make like eye contact because if they look at me and I look at them, then I feel like, oh, like then I feel really bad. Mm -hmm. But like 
The first one that I ever went to, I went to, actually, shout out to Mike Scandato because he was like, yo, Paul Ellers is going to be at Chiller, I think it was. And that's mm. the dude who played Madman Mars in Madman. So it was, it was the first horror movie I ever seen in the movie theater. I was six years old, Canarsie Movie Theater, Avenue L. And I was alone and I saw fucking Madman. And I always wanted to meet that dude. And what was really fucking cool is that he was a fucking sweetheart. And right from there, I was like, I'm kind of hooked. Like, I, I have to go. And now, dude, I get fucking weekend rooms. I fucking, like... Yeah. Dude, I have two of them already booked. Like, hotel rooms for the weekends are booked. For Chiller, and then all the way at the end of September, there's another New Jersey horror con at the Showboat in Atlantic City. I already have a room booked. I, in the actual hotel. I guess, like, you know, like I said, I feel a bit... I kind of compare sometimes things like that. Like you said, there was old ladies from Hee Haw. So like going to an animal shelter. That's kind of the way I compare it to. Like, I can't go to an animal shelter because I'm going to fucking take every animal in there. And so I I, I know I can't go there. And it's kind of like the same thing. I don't want to see that you right, know it's just right. i don't know you'll be the know. guy at the table just hanging out hi how yeah are you? like oh you how's know your I, day how exactly i'm docking can you sign this you for know? me yeah, <laughs> yeah dude yeah, yeah. It's, it's i like, won't even know their names i'm just like you know i i don't know i feel bad for them so yeah sometimes sometimes it's like like at the next one that's coming up um at chiller there's a couple of people from friday the 13th mm. um there is only two jasons that i have to meet and i've met them all who haven't you met? I haven't met, believe it or not, it's crazy, I haven't met Ari Lehman yet. He just played I know. He just played <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and I never met, he's not really a Jason, but he was only the face in part two was Warrington Gillette. Okay. But I met Steve Dash, the real yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I met him a couple There's of times. There's a whole controversy with that. You know that. Oh, that yeah. Well, 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 Steve, well, Steve Dash is the one actually running around the he entire did all the, movie. He did, he did all everything. the main parts. Yeah. yeah, the only part, Warrant and Gillette. And we jumped just, through the window. That, that's yeah. it. But he's a Jason, and I have to meet him. But he's going to be at Chilla, and also Adrian King is going to be there. Okay. I have to meet him. Yeah. I have to meet him, dude. But, I mean, she would... It's kind of a shame what... You know, like, dude, I've, I've seen all those movies. That's That was... Friday 13th Part 2 is what got me into horror movies. I remember I was, I think I was five or six years old. My dad was, in my parents' house, like growing up, there was like a wall of just VHS tapes uh-huh. that were like dubbed from cable or like some other source. Yeah. They all had like typed written labels yeah. on multiple movies per tape. Yeah. That's where I first saw the thing. Typed written with the, with the Dymo clink, 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 clink thing. Yeah. yeah. So I remember watching Friday the 13th and it, part two and it, it fucking traumatized me fucking great yeah I, it traumatized me and then when i was you know like later on you learn about all the stuff i think it was part one uh she got i think she like was like asking for too much money and then in part two they killed her in the very beginning of the movie yes so like yeah just like like there was absolutely no need for the thing that i never understood about that is why the fuck was Jason walking around in like the suburbs, dude? There's so <laughs> many, it's true. This and and here's a little little fact: is that right in the beginning of that movie where you first see his foot step off into the curb and it's raining yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. That's actually a female. Okay. Who played Jason in that little really? part? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. I bro, you want to talk? Was it a feminine? It'd be a five-hour. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Was it a feminine foot? 
No, you can't tell. It was a black foot? boot. Yeah, oh, you, you are. It was a black, a black boot. boot. No, what do you think it was? A fucking sandal? I thought it was a... I don't know. They, they've done that in a few of the Friday the 13th. Like in part four when the uh, the guy Rob, I think his sister was killed Rob. in part two. I met Rob. And you see him walking. You only see from see, like the knees down. a lot of people don't down. know that. A lot of people don't even hear what he just said. Mm-hmm. Rob, I think his sister was killed in part two. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, Sandra. Yeah. Okay, when she goes off wandering with her boyfriend, yes. and then the cop sees him. Yes. I guess we won't give them second desserts. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it That's was awesome. uh, like that. That was another thing. Like they, it's like this, like almost like they, they kind of trick you into thinking it's Jason. Yeah. And then like it's not. Yeah. So. All of a sudden, it's like how come like he's he's outside next thing you know like she's on the phone and then she opens up the refrigerator and Jason's mother's head's in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something even weirder. Jason's that I just fucking read. sneaky, bro. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know this until like a few months ago. I was, you know, because the the whole Paramount Pictures they canceled the Friday Thirteenth supposed to get a reboot right. again, and I think uh, Jason Bruckner was supposed to direct it. He did VHS, The Signal. Right. You've seen those movies? And, I saw VHS. Uh, I didn't see The Signal. Uh, the Signal was it was weird, but whatever. So uh, they were talking about all this like stuff, and in part two, in Jason's like shack with the mother's head. Yes. You actually see what looks, what could be Adrian King with the ice pick in her head. Right. As one of the bodies. And okay. It's, it's, and this was like 20 years. I never even realized. Because right. I never really looked at all the people. And right. I was like, oh, fuck. That's crazy. I know Terry is in there. Uh, you know what? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, Terry's there. I know that. <laughs> I met her too. Okay. Yeah, she turned into a shit show, bro. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. It was, it was sad because you could even Google her real name and like she's been like in jail and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. drugs and it's like you, you, I, I met her and I kind of was like, I'm not sure if I'm fucking really even meeting the person that I think I'm meeting. Like that's how like you didn't recognize her. Well, even Sandra like apparently like fell oh, like dude, real bad. Yeah, yeah. But she still does conventions every once in a while. I'd meet her just on principle. I only met... Uh... Who did I meet from Jason? Uh, Kane Hodder I met, who was in like all the worst Jason movies, yeah, which true. sucks because he was the best. And C.J. Graham. C.J. Graham, I, I met had Graham to meet. Too. My daughter met C.J. Graham. Part Gra- 6 yeah. is my favorite of all of them. Is it? It's absolutely my Not favorite. Not mine. Because to me, that was like the quintessential 80s movie. It was fun. You it, know? Was it was a fun like, fucking movie. It was though. a great movie. Like, you know, it was, I don't know. There was just something Final about Chapter's it. Final Chapter is my favorite. Ted White's my favorite Jason. Ted White's great, dude. He's 92 years old. He was just at the last convention and a fucking sweetheart of a guy. Really? 92 years old. He was in his 50s when he did the movie. He was a stunt double for, yeah. for John Wayne. Wow. He has over 200 movies in his credit, but he's known for Isn't being Isn't it interesting Jason that, like, at, in a lot of movies, um, you get like stunt people playing the main fucking character, yeah. and yeah. people don't even rec- realize like they're in all these other movies. Well, especially when shit. you get yeah. to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Who's gonna know? Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So, didn't we have someone from one of the Jason movies as a drop? Um, did we? Or are we gonna use? We're gonna use it. Terry, something. Terry, are we gonna use for one Terry. of the most? Terry, Tracy. Tracy. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, fuck. She was from part three, the one who gets the knife through her fucking, through her chest in in, in the hammock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a legit reporter for the OJ fucking trial. For real? For real. In real life. In real life. Dude, the main character. And her brother was the dude who was scratching on the window in fucking Salem's Lot. Her legit brother. Dude, that movie, you want to talk about traumatized? Dude, my girlfriend. Oh, my God. Was fucked up meeting him. 
And she doesn't get fucked up meeting any, any, anybody. She met, I don't remember his name, but the little boy who was scratching on the window let me in. Yeah, in lot. We met him, and she was just like, duh, 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 yeah. duh, duh. Dude, yeah. very few movies <laughs> in this day and age even frighten me, mm. ever. Like, right. I mean, they don't frighten me. And I don't know if it's because I've just seen a lot of movies, mm-hmm. but that movie still, and that scene in particular, still creeps me out. It still does. And I don't know if it's because... It was Toby Hooper who made it, or right. if it was like just the whole feel of the seventies and like mm-hmm. the eyes of that vampire kid, and like I don't know, it just, it's just gritty. Yeah. It's that seven. It's that weird seventies film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that it's it's like that filter. Yeah, I don't even think it's a filter. I think it was the, the just technology. the quality, yeah. the quality of it. Yeah. It's just kind of grainy a little mm-hmm. bit, and I don't know. Something it's, about it's like, it Something freaked about me out. Just man. like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Which is, it's in my top five of horror movies ever. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking grainy and <coughs> oddly shot and like this weird fucking, like the camera. It looks like a student film. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like that, you know. It's fucking, it's an incredible movie. Speaking of Toby Hooper, he was actually, uh, suppo- they, they actually approached him to do the thing first. Oh, okay. And I didn't know I didn't they didn't really like the direction he was going because mm-hmm. he made it more about a monster. Mm-hmm. And that movie is not it it's like the monster in the thing is almost like the side part of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like secondary. It's right. secondary to the real like feel of the movie which mm-hmm. is paranoia. Mm-hmm. And uh so that's why they when they saw what John Carpenter was doing they said, you know. Mm-hmm. Which it's it's actually more uh, true to the story, the original story, because mm-hmm. the story was uh, written by this guy John Campbell. It was in 1938, called "Who Goes There." Okay, and it's and uh, it, it's 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 pretty much they, they even used a lot of the same names oh, in the th- in John Carpenter's version, okay. McCready, Blair. You mm-hmm. know, like a lot of the same characters are in that story. Mm-hmm. So John Carpenter stuck much truer to the thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, Howard Hawks did it in 51, The Thing from Another World, but that was like, that was just not the same, yeah. you know? Wasn't there some kind of connection between, you were telling me The Thing and The Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino? Dude, it's like, the, it, it, dude, watch the opening sequence of The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's almost the same movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, these John Carpenter, what I always loved about him was, aside from the fact that he just wrote and, and directed great movies, the way his films look. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because he used anamorphic lenses. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with anamorphic lenses? They're these super like yeah. super widescreen. It's like the, 23. The point, lens yeah. flares, like yeah. Stranger Things, you know, like everybody's like talks about this shit now. Um, all of his movies had like a very similar look. Mm-hmm. Like I could turn on a movie and it, it, you just know it's John Carpenter. Right. Aside from the music, like his music is always distinctful, but mm-hmm. watch The Hateful Eight. He shot it in, I don't know what format he shot it, but it was like super wide, similar setting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the middle of a snow-covered landscape, mm-hmm. no civilization in sight. Right. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same fucking composer mm-hmm. did yeah. the music for both films. Right, right, right. A Neo Morricone. Right, who, uh, exactly. And that he, was interesting because that's only, that's one of the few movies that John Carpenter didn't actually do the music for, yeah. right? I think so. There was yeah. only a handful of them. Yeah. Um, and but the rest of them, he scored all the music himself. How about this? The music that 
he wrote for the thing. Mm-hmm. Not all of it got used. That was used in the Hateful Eight. Really? So if you watch the Hateful Eight, it doesn't sound like a Western score. It mm-hmm. sounds like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And that was like his kind of. It's like it's close to the thing as possible. Even though like, I think I was reading somewhere, Quentin Tarantino uh, says that Reservoir Dogs was more influenced by the thing, and Hateful Eight was more influenced by Reservoir Dogs. Interesting. Because yeah, Reservoir really. Dogs is the same, is a very similar movie, you know? Who, who's the guy, who's the rat? Who's mm-hmm. the guy standing next to you? You don't know. Right, right, it's, right. It's paranoia. It's right. less about the diamond robbery and right. more about who's standing next to you. Right, you know? right, right. So. It's such a brilliant movie, Reservoir oh Dogs. Oh, it's great. 90% yeah. of it takes place in this one fucking room. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's brilliant. Again, like even that, you know, like you said, Hateful Eight, almost the entire movie. I think yeah. the entire movie, aside from like the outdoor landscape part mm-hmm. of it, was in that one cabin. You're right. You know? You're right. There's a lot of little things that I didn't know. Like, dude, there's even like certain shots, mm-hmm. angles that they did. He did the exact same things. There's one scene where they're playing chess. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, chess wizard computer. You know, mm-hmm. like there's little things in right. that movie. Like little nods. You know? Little nods. Paying so. a little homage. Yeah. Homage, Jimmy. A little homage. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so back to John Carpenter, I was saying before before we were rolling, that, well, of course, we, we fucking get off the rails. We're going to veer off. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But listen. It's going to definitely it's, it's happen. Right. Yeah, we're not reading off the scripts here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean you. Um... <laughs> So, Monster Mania, John Carpenter was there. Um, real quick, it was the first horror convention that I went to that was actually sold out. Mm-hmm. You could, I never got advanced tickets for one, ever. Um, I went there, and it was Saturday at about noon. I went there. They were like, not letting anyone in. If you don't have a bracelet, you beat. I drove all the way down to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I'm like, uh. fuck. What am I going to do? All right, so now... now you know, I gotta make I gotta make a move. So I'm sta- obviously there's re-entry. People, I, I go in and out four times to go back to the truck to put shit in there. You know, pictures, whatever. So I'm standing outside, and everybody who walked out, I'm like, "Are you guys done for the day? Are you guys done for the day? Are you guys done? Cause I'll buy you bracelets from you. I'll it's buy you bracelets." Dude. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Yeah. I just drove fucking two hours. <laughs> I, I got a hotel. I, I, no. Yeah. So, so, fucking. After like maybe like five minutes of asking people, some dude comes over to me all shady mm-hmm. and he's like, hey man, you need bracelets? I'm like, yeah, man, I need two. He's like, but I got three. I'm like, I only need two. He's like, all right, come over here. I'm like, dude, it's not like you're selling me a fucking fake scalp ticket, bro. Yeah. It's a fucking purple bracelet <laughs> that you can't duplicate. So he, I'm like, I just need two of them. I'm like, how much for him? He's like, nah, don't even worry about it. Mm. So they're like 30 bucks a piece. But so I just gave him 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, like you just take, take something. You know what I mean? So he gave, so he gave me a couple. I held it. I held it fucking because it was ripped, you know, off of someone's, you know, wrist. So I held it together and I walked in. I went to the front desk at the, at the fucking hotel. I'm like, what's up? Weird question. Got a piece of Scott's tape? And the lady was like, yeah. So I Scott's tape mine and my girl's. Got in both of us for twenty bucks from sold out to getting in twenty. Dude, bucks. that whole conversation you just said sounded like it was gonna go in a completely different direction. No, no, fuck like, that. Determined. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of like he like lures you over there. It's like nah, nothing. Here you go. Like <laughs> yeah. it was gonna turn real weird. Yeah, it seemed like it was gonna I was be a weird. John Carpenter would jump out and yeah. would, you know, right? Tie it see, it seemed really weird. I'm like, dude, like I'm right in front of him. So I'm like, dude, it's all right. Like you can give me them right here. You know. And then John Carpenter jumps out and says right. hello. <laughs> Right, so so we go in, 
And it was sold out because John Carpenter was there, Richard Dreyfus was there. Richard Dreyfus, man. Um, all the, uh, five of the kids from the new It movie was there. Oh man, so, I love that movie. So, it was so great. It was, it was so new good. It, I didn't it was so good. It was so great. It really it. was. Still haven't fucking yeah. seen it. It's fucking great. Honestly, dude, I very rarely go to the movies anymore mm -hmm. unless there's like something I really want to see. It and was fucking good. I went to the movies by myself to see it because it was like, I went like early in the day. I was like, I was just walking by a movie theater. Like I didn't even plan to go. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot this came out. I just went in. Mm -hmm. It was fucking great. Man. It was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. I got it. I'll, I'll watch it here. Part two, I think they, I don't know if they started casting they, for yeah, it. Yeah, they, they started. started. It's coming out in two, the summer 2019. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was really... It, dude, and it was like, well done, dude. Very rarely do... And, every, you know, people were up in arms about this. Oh, everyone Fucking needs to shut up. Tim Curry. Listen, I love Tim Curry. Oh, Tim Curry original. was there, too. You know, I love him. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Tim I Curry was at the convention, too. Him as Pennywise was creepy as shit. And I don't mind clowns, but he, he, he was creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a fucking made-for-TV movie. Exactly. It in was the not, 90s, dude. Yeah, it was not going to be a horror movie. It right. was going to be a made-for-TV movie. And Salem's Lot was a made-for-TV movie, right. which shocked me when right. I... I didn't even know that. And with first it, if you have fucking like, Jack Tripper in it, it's not going to be too scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the fat kid from The Wonder Years was in it. You know, yes. like, I'm just like... Yeah, it was just, dude, it was just like a... Yeah, everyone needs know. to get over it. But I watched it recently. That's so the funny did thing. I. I watched it right, like, around the time that I heard they it's were like remaking it. four hours, dude. Yeah, it's just... It, it's brutal. There's a lot of terrible parts of that movie. I'm just there like, is. I don't know what I was seeing back in the day. A lot you of know? People, I think it's a lot of people are passionate about it because it's the nostalgia of it. Yeah. They were younger. They creeped them out because then and that's it was something different for the time. Oh, shit, Seth Green was in that too. Yes, he was. Yeah, I yeah. forgot he was in. And that. fucking John Ritter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. But you know, I mean, look, it's it was a great book, right? Yeah. Oh, the book was great. You know what? So, so I think a lot of people were interested in seeing the film because they, they love the book. And then it went, they see the film, the film's not that great. Yeah. Right. You know, years later, it's remade properly. And I, I wasn't know. a fan. I do. I, I love Stephen King's stories. I didn't read all of them. I mean, I've read a handful of them, but I love his stories. I fucking absolutely hate the endings of almost every dude, one of his books. Thank you. The endings are just terrible. Mm -hmm. Some of them, like, dude, The Shining is one of my favorite movies. Me too. The ending of that book. Mm -hmm. is horse shit yeah. I, I, dude I actually threw the book that's how angry I got and I, I read the book long after seeing the movie I saw the movie but like, the book is, really, is a lot different it's, oh, it's very different yes Kubrick said fuck yeah. you to him and like, Stephen King whole thing. fucking hates Stanley Kubrick's yes. version of it that's yes. the funny thing mm -hmm. and you know like at first I was wondering why mm -hmm. and from what I read he didn't like how Jack Nicholson's character like in the book he slowly descends into madness mm -hmm. in right. The Shining in the book mm -hmm. in the movie and I don't know if it's because this is just Jack Nicholson as an actor. Mm -hmm. He seemed crazy from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Jack you Nicholson's know? one of my favorite actors He's the ever. Best. And, yeah. and it's, you know, if you watch documentaries about, about The Shining, these the people that were on set, like, loved him as an oh, actor. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, he was great. Stanley Kubrick Dude. loved him as an actor. Do you know who brilliant. was who was rumored to actually play that role? I heard Somebody who was going to oh, be man. terrible. Dude, I, this is... I, I, maybe I'm getting it wrong. I could have sworn I heard no, this. No, you say it, I'll... I'll Robert I'll... Redford. Mm, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that. That is true. I did hear that. I didn't <laughs> could, know that. Could you imagine no! Robert Redford no. breaking down the Torrance? door with an axe? No, <laughs> no, I couldn't imagine that. He'd no. probably be all like soft-spoken. Hey, Wendy. Yeah. You know, like hey, I just Wendy, couldn't I'm see home. it. I just could not see. It. But then again, you know, there's dude. There's a lot of movies where like people who are cast like didn't end up being like. Sure. Dude, Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. You know, like oh, really? there yeah, are scenes that. that they actually left in from like the back. I think it was the scene in the diner where. Uh, 
Marty McFly punches Biff. Mm -hmm. And it's like a real quick thing, but you see it from behind. From what I heard, and I don't know if this is true, somebody told me this, that like they left that scene in. And that's Eric it's Stoltz. It's Eric Stoltz. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, there's things like that where they, because Linda Blair wasn't the only exorcist broad. Mm. <laughs> There's actually in, in part, the actual first Exorcist, you mean? In the movie. In the movie. Because okay. actually in the movie there are certain parts where it is a different actress playing Reagan. Like when she pukes on the fucking uh, on Kara's. Yeah. She'll she'll he'll, he'll he says, "So if you uh so you know you must know my mother's maiden name. What is it?" And the camera goes and she's just staring at him. Then he says, "What is it?" And then she pukes. And it goes in his mouth and shit, and then they shoot to her again real quick for the second fucking puke, and it's not her. Really? Yeah. I gotta watch there's that. There's a couple of times where there's another puke part where she where she has her head to the right, and it's just kind of oozing out of her mouth, and fucking mm -hmm. Marin is fucking cleaning it yeah, up yeah, with yeah. his fucking scarf thing. Yeah. It was his whatever. His God's holy, His holy, fa holy fabric. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> Um, that of of her puking is not Ray, is not Linda Blair. So let me either. ask you something. I mean, what is the story there? Are these doubles for a particular no, they, reason? Well, well, there was possibly because um, there was different girls that were cast. Mm. Um, but they shot different scenes. I think so. I think so with stunt sense. shit. Yeah, there was like a whole. I don't know the exact thing. You could probably. I've seen the director's cut with the extra. I have the DVD where there's a whole other disc mm. of. All that shit, like all the practical effects, like how they made the fucking puke shoot out and, and all that kind of stuff and different makeup looks before they actually settled on what she looks like. And and there's different females who, I guess at some point or other, quote unquote, tried out for the part or they like guinea pigged them and was mm. like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. And maybe they did shoot it and they just put some shit in there. But there was a couple of shots. They're very small shots. But I've seen the movie a hundred times. Yeah. So I notice all the... Like, I notice, like, the little fuck-up where you see the tube in the back of her neck when she's puking I've sideways. I've never noticed any of this shit. i got to watch it again. And oh, I've watched the movie a million yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant... I love the I love the apparatus that they use for her to puke, it was a tube that went behind her neck and then underneath makeup, it was kind of like a... They, they did it, like, on set. It's not like a, like a machine did it. Like, they fucking manufactured this by themselves. Mm -hmm. It was like a really flattened tube. Like, almost completely flat. And they fucking put it around her jawline from the back of her neck and then all, all the makeup covers it and then it goes, like, inside of her mouth and then there's, like, a little fucking... Like a spout. Okay. That's in like the middle of her mouth. And they pump the shit on the sides of her cheeks. It goes back and then it shoots out. That's fucking amazing. But if you look when she's <laughs> puking sideways, when it's just slowly oozing out, if you look, it'll be her left side of her face. You can see like the tube and the, and the actual shape of the flattened tube yeah. on her face. Wow. And now that's all I fucking see. Now that I, now that I know that, that's all I notice when there, I see there, that there's a, there's a lot of, speaking of like multiple actors playing similar, okay, like Halloween. Mm -hmm. We're talking about John Carpenter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I meant Nick Castle and Tony Moran. Nick Castle. That's mm -hmm. a perfect example. Nick mm -hmm. Castle played the shape, quote yes. unquote. He, you know, they didn't have a name for him at first. Right. And it's funny, like this is again there was a veering off. There, there was also a female that played Michael Myers in a, in a standalone shot. That was Deborah Hill, yep. the producer, yep. John Carpenter's girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, 
if you and if you look, it's hysterical when you look at how far away the shot is. You can see she, it, you can see it's not a big person. Right. You, it looks like Denver Hill is probably like fucking five feet tall for all I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how tall she is, but it's she a looks wee small. Little Mikey. You know, Michael Myers. They they had five different people mm-hmm. wearing the mask. Nick mm-hmm. Castle was one. Tony uh, Moran. They had. I think that was the stunt guy. Tony stunt Moran man. was the guy who's who. When you see Michael's face, yes, he because John Carpenter and said, he rule. He's the nicest guy ever. Said he didn't. Uh, Nick Castle didn't have a young enough face. Mm-hmm. Right. That so they got this other guy. Tommy Lee Wallace wore the mask. He yeah. was the uh, production designer. He edited the the film. He wore it because. Uh, when they were breaking stuff, like in the closet, the closet scene when Jamie Lee Curtis is in the closet and he's busting through the closet, yeah. he knew what to break because he's the production guy. Right, gotcha. He knows what how to hit it on the first take. Right, right. So right, it, right. they didn't have to do it four times. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, that the fact that that movie became what it did on the budget it had is nothing short of a miracle. Oh, dude, the ridiculous. movie cost. $300,000 to make. They, like, they approached John Carpenter to make a movie. I think it was Erwin Yablons. He was the producer. and Because uh, he had just done Assault on Precinct 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, so John Carpenter, had, he, he didn't really do anything. He mm-hmm. wasn't a horror guy. Yeah, he right. wanted to make fucking westerns. Well, yeah. you know? And even Assault on Precinct 13 is uh, sort of like an urban remake of Rio Bravo with mm-hmm. John Wayne. Yes. From Howard Hawks. Which Howard probably Hawks. Ted White was probably in Rio Bravo if he was a stunt double for John, you know, for John Wayne. Probably. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, Full circle. John Carpenter had like the biggest balls in the world mm-hmm. at the time because he, when, when they approached him to make this movie, he's like, yeah, I want final cut of the movie mm-hmm. and I want my name above the title. It's like, if a major studio was making that movie, they would have said, who the fuck are you? What are you, what right, are you right, doing? Right. But he got that from the 40s and the 50s right. when uh, Howard Hawks presents or, right. you know, like he looked at it as a way of branding himself. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made that movie on like zero budget. Like yeah. it was, it was not. I think they said twenty five thousand dollars went to Donald Pleasance alone. Wow! So and he was like the chunk of fucking. yeah, dude. They had a trailer for him. They had cars bringing him back and forth to say the rest of the cast wore their own clothes. Yeah, wow. you know. But speaking of Are shit, that yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Like and everybody wore each other's hats. You know, like like uh, Nancy Loomis who was in the Fog and Halloween Three. Like she, uh, she was like a uh, she did like. Uh, wardrobe for people like she styled the hair like, like everybody kind of did other everyone shit. pitched in and did it was Night of the Living Dead in a sense like yeah, Night of the Living yeah. Dead was very similar like you had all, like a, a group of friends basically make a movie mm-hmm. and um, but speaking of things that you could never unsee mm-hmm. there's scenes in Halloween where you see a, a like a, a plume of smoke mm-hmm. coming from like under the camera that was John Carpenter smoking are you serious he yeah. smoked like a chimney yeah <laughs> you know like I this, love that shit I like, like that little stupid shit that like not everybody yeah. would see, but yeah. and then uh, now keep in mind this was filmed in Southern California, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to be Illinois, Haddonfield, Haddonfield, which isn't even a real place, I believe. I think they said it was based on uh, Deborah Hill's house in Haddonfield, New Jersey. I think that they there said is it was, a Haddonfield, New Jersey, yeah. because every time I go to Cherry Hill to either either down to Philly mm-hmm. or to the che- or to Monster Mania, all the time Haddonfield, and my girlfriend always takes a picture yeah. mm-hmm. she gets excited mm-hmm. but dude it was filmed in Southern California there's one scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is walking across the street in the distance you see a palm tree oh yeah the way they actually <laughs> yeah. did that That's dude hysterical. they spray painted yes, fucking leaves and, yep. and plastered leaves all over the floor to make it look like it was autumn it's supposed to be wow. Halloween mm-hmm. yep you know like shit so like crazy. that like and but the reason why that movie uh, you know John Carpenter was a genius the way he was able to figure all this shit out 
And if it wasn't him, that movie would have... Dude, I look at that movie as basically the spawn of modern horror. Mm -hmm. Because look at, how, look at how many holiday movies of horror came out mm -hmm. after that. Yesterday... What was it? Thirty. I posted it. Was it thirty-two years ago? Yesterday, April Fool's Day came yeah. out. You know. You know. Graduation si yeah. Day. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Dude, this. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't made like a fucking Arbor Day movie. Right. Yeah. Like a killer tree or something. Best shit. Steel Day. Best Steel, get out of here! You take my shit. Dude, I'm surprised. Like, <laughs> like an man. Uncle Sam movie. You know, like, like, yeah. dude, it, that spawned all those movies. It's and true. you know, it, it's like he did it on nothing. He mm. did it literally nothing, and like. Uh, I was reading this other thing about it. Uh, he, you know, for you to have that kind of budget and make a movie like that, you can't have tracks. You can't have crew set up every like. Right, sure. Dude, he shot almost that whole movie on a Panaglide, which is mm -hmm. like a Steadicam, mm -hmm. Panavision's version of a Steadicam. Mm -hmm. So like all, most of the shots in that movie were all on like a gimbal. Mm -hmm. So you know, like The Shining when you see Danny right. riding through the hallway. Mm -hmm. They use Brilliant. it in every fucking movie now. Mm -hmm. Any walking scene where you don't want the handshake of a camera, right. it's on a, it's on like, it's on a, it's on, yeah, it's essentially now on a spring-loaded arm mm -hmm. that the camera sits on. So he's able to do all these shots. It saved a ton of money. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it because he wanted those shots. Right. He did it out of necessity. Right. You know, right, right, right. and uh, it was just amazing how it, it came to be. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why he scored most of his films. No, absolutely. Could, I'm know, sure. Because, I'm sure it was. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of like when you think about a th like like one of the most famous themes ever in a horror movie is the Halloween. Absolutely. Theme. Of it's just like. I mean, you don't even have to ever seen that movie. You hear it, you know exactly where yeah. it's from. Yeah. Now, now, keep in mind, that movie was not a major studio. Mm -hmm. Like, a major studio didn't put that movie out. Right. That was, you know, it was basically uh, like a private investor, I guess. He's uh, Mustafa Akkad, who Mustafa Akkad. ended up making other Halloweens with John Carpenter, or the, the team of John Carpenter. Um, so, you know, it was, it was essentially like... Where the fuck was I going? See, I, I'm now I'm off on a random tangent. It's all right. No, I, That's I, right. I, I had 94 <laughs> things in my head, and I have, now I have nothing. <laughs> oh, that right. was what it was. Okay, so when the film was done, Carpenter brought it to some, I don't know which movie executive, to, mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe for distribution or whatever, or like getting it in out in the theaters, and she's like, I, I don't, I'm not even scared of this. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until he did the music mm -hmm. where she turned around and was like, oh, this is, this is right. fucking great. Oh, this is scary. I mean, you can't. You know? I mean, working at Lucky 13 Saloon, for nine years, I mean, it it really made it extremely like clear to me how important music is for Absolutely. horror films. Absolutely. Because I was watching horror films on silent all day long, and I would watch them, and I'd be like, "It's not scary. Yeah. It doesn't matter what comes on the screen." Right. I'm like, "Okay, that looks scary." But then oh, you, you got a the certain volume. feel, man. You like, turn watch on the, the Shining, watch dude. Oh, the oh, Shining dude. is fucking eerie shit. Oh my god, dude! It's like that that beginning oh, opening. It's fucking oh. great. But it's just like it just makes you feel uneasy. Yeah. The uh, the same thing even with uh, even with two thousand one A Space Odyssey. Speaking of cubic movies, I mean that movie is scary. The yeah. fucking score. I have it on vinyl. I have that score on it's, vinyl. It's wow. Amazing. It is so. I mean, I play it in my house and I'm like walking around <laughs> like yeah, you know. Yeah. You ever see? Um, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but but it doesn't really matter because it's we're, we're we're talking horror now. Kubrick. It's it's available on YouTube. It's, it's like 40 minutes long. It's a little documentary, mm. I guess, with with the commercials cut out. I guess it was originally an hour. Mm. But it's called Stanley Kubrick's Boxes. Mm -hmm. 
No. Check it out, dude. That's not really, the one Vivian really Kubrick did, right? Like the behind the no, scenes. No, 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 no. That was that's this okay. is different. This is different. Stanley Kubrick's box is basically it's some dude who who goes to Kubrick's estate and they give him like access, basically, and they go into like this fucking garage mm-hmm. off of like the main house and shit, and it's all of Stanley's fucking little notes, death threat letters. What? Oh, that's awesome, dude! It took. That's awesome. It, 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 he went. I think it was something he bought or took pictures. Sent some dude out to go and fucking find him a hat, and I think he went. He went through hundreds of them to pick which one would be the most menacing for Alex to wear in Clockwork Orange. Like the amount of like like the red door. That they fucking go into in Eyes Wide Shut took him like eight months to find this specific door mm. because he was such a fucking psychopath perfectionist. Dude, he really was. He really was. He really and this, was. this little documentary sheds big time light on I'm it. I'm gonna dude. watch this later. He it's has really everything labeled. Right, and the reason why it's called Stanley Kubrick's Boxes is. He, there's even notes from like this like custom stationery store of some sort. Where they, it was like a little note basically saying that Stanley Kubrick is like a pain in the ass customer. Mm-hmm. Because he had these boxes and he's putting all of his shit in, all of his little notes and death threat letters and all this shit. And he didn't like the way the lids fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the lids were too snug. He had OCD. He had. He must have. So he got all these boxes made custom so that it was very easy for him, like, and the way it felt. To put the box top on and off. Mm. And they're alphabetical in this fucking crazy fucking... They're racks and racks and racks upon racks. In this huge like garage of all of his shit. And it's with his wife and his daughter and this dude. It's fucking fascinating. I mean, that makes sense. Because I remember watching this whole... uh, This YouTube video on... You know, because I was always... I'm a camera junkie. I own... I don't know how many fucking cameras I own. And from what I was watching on this video, they were talking that when Stanley Kubrick would buy a lens, he'd buy nine or ten copies of the lens because he would see little differences in them. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, that is true even to this day, but, like, I'm sure, like, eight out of the ten were probably exactly the fucking same. He's just crazy. And it was just like, no, 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 no. I mean... Batshit. Uh, you know, a, a really fucking genius. An interesting yeah. part of the whole this documentary he turned me on to, uh, Cubic Boxes, is uh, you learn about you know his greatest project was about what the fuck is his name? Uh, his biggest, the biggest movie he was he never was able to make was fucking about uh, who's that French fucking uh, general, super famous Napoleon? Uh, no, yeah, Napoleon. He was making a movie about Napoleon. His it was like his life's work. You said French, all of a sudden I'm thinking about croissants. Yeah. He never, <laughs> he never. I don't know why. It's not a movie about croissants. Okay. Kubrick's croissants. I could see sandwiches. <laughs> I could see him Kubrick's making a movie. Kubrick's croissants. Yeah. But that was his big. That was his life's. Like you know how like who the director, the guy who wrote Faust. That was his whole life's work. The Napoleon movie was fucking Kubrick's. That was his life's work, and it never the film never got made. Wow. He tried so many times to make it. He has years and years. A lot of the boxes is filled with fucking all of his shit about the Napoleon movie. Wow. He did so much research. He had people working on this for him for years, yeah. dumping money, yeah. millions of dollars into a project that just never got made. It was too big of a project. It was too hard to make. Um, 
Anyway, then John Carpenter jumps out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, jumps out of the boxes. And, yeah. Because uh, we went off on a tangent. We were talking yeah, about that's right. the, again, theme, once the again. theme of Halloween. Yes. Um, and his music. And one question I wanted to ask you guys, if, if oh, actually Steve in particular. Um, the music is so... I wonder to myself if, like, his music would have... If, if John Carpenter's music would have sounded the way it did, if he would have, like... If he was, like, really active at a different time period. Like, if he was really active earlier in the 60s and 70s, you know what I mean? Cause his I'm sure music, it wouldn't have. I'm sure it wouldn't have. I mean, because I, I think about the, the equipment he used. It was all It's a lot of synths. Yeah, it's a lot of synths. a lot of, like, drum machines yeah. happening. And I just wonder about that. I'm like, man, it, was, it really sounds like it was made in a very particular time mm-hmm. period. And now you have, you know, you have, like, that series Stranger Things. It's totally, like, you listen to that fucking opening and you're just like, all right. You know, Dude, there's a reason. By, you know, I actually have the Stranger Things soundtrack because it's, it's really just, great. It's it's it's, it's really cool. It, I love John Carpenter's music, and it's mm. it's very similar. It's totally you know, uh, I I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. I find it like it's like that thing you mentioned before. It's like he didn't want to use those. Yeah, he didn't want to use those shots. He had to. Is all yeah. he could do. I feel like maybe he had this particular gear, this music gear, and he started writing on it, and that was those were the sounds he had. They were the best sounds he can get, and he just fucking used it. And then it started to like, well, let me. It worked for that. Let me use it for this movie. Next thing you know, this becomes something that's like this. This is like synonymous with the director, the, the musician. I mean, you dude, know? you could put on any one of his movies and know if he did the music, oh. whether you look at the credits or not. Oh, dude, Escape from sure. New York. I mean, Even Escape from L.A., like, mm-hmm. which was made what ninety five, which was you know, I don't know how many years after Halloween. I'm not yep. very good at math right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like. He he never really moved away from his style, mm-hmm. and I like that. I, I that that's a great thing. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't try and fucking oh well. He didn't have Hans Zimmer come in and right. fucking rescore everything. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he like he just did this shit himself. I was reading something about him too, where the uh, his 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 father was a musician. So mm-hmm. where he came up yeah. with the Halloween theme was a uh, it's actually a five four, mm-hmm. and he played it on the bongos first. Oh yeah, and then. When he sat down at the piano, he said it just... He came up with it in, like, three minutes, I think. Mm. And it just it changed everything. I could see that, because if he played it on the piano, sort of like the same way you play, like, yeah. bongos, you're going to be able to just, you know what I mean? Move your, yeah. your hands around the same way, and you'll yeah. be able to probably play the part pretty easily. That makes a lot of sense to me, because I don't play keyboards or percussion, yeah. um, but I can play a little. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny, because I play a keyboard the same way I'll play, like, percussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this, and that's how I play piano. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really, it's the best I can do, you yeah. know? Um, but I was thinking about that because it's funny how, like, you can even, like, relate, like, some of the sounds to the music in these films that John Carpenter made and he and he scored. You can even connect it to certain bands, like, from the shoegaze era and, like, even now, modern bands. Um, like, who was that? I forget the name of that band. That uh, the movie Drive, which was directed oh, by oh yeah, uh, oh that's Kavinsky, I think. Is that the name of the band? That, that was the first song on the opening credits. It's a great, great song. Yeah. I forget the name of the band, but uh, that that sound, I have that on my phone too. That sound and that style, you can totally hear uh-huh. that that came from you know whatever derivatives of like the John Carpenter music. Dude, and, it's those and, and the movie. it's those big like saw wave sweeps. Yep. yep. On yep. synths, and, and it's those, just like, like that just became his signature. Those really cold drum sounds, those mechanical drum sounds. Like, dude, you know? I like to me, like John Carpenter's movies were like it, it was such a huge influence on everything that I ever wrote 
and and tried to make and and like the music has such a huge part of that mm-hmm. you know like like you said music is you can't watch a movie without music mm-hmm. it's just it won't it just sucks yeah it sucks it's like flat yeah. it sucks yeah. you know and there's no yeah, depth like, to it there's no yeah. you're missing that like hence flat <laughs> good point <laughs> i was backing you up bro <laughs> but, um, um no it's true man and uh anyway you were saying uh i don't even know where i was going now because now my mind just started fucking wandering yeah it's right. mine too so i was just thinking about other shit with uh prince of darkness what haven't you... seen it in a million years oh my god i've dude. seen it several times but we're talking like when it first came out okay I have to revisit it. You know, dude, Halloween is 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 right up there with like my one of my favorite movies. But in terms of John Carpenter movies, the thing is always number one. Mm-hmm. But number two is always a close second between Halloween and Prince of Darkness. And everybody shits on that fucking mm-hmm. movie. And it's one of my all time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such I, a I good movie. Have to, I, I remember. I I, rem- I can't shit on it, but I haven't seen it in fucking yeah twenty years, dude. It, it's. I don't know. It's because maybe it's because like I was. I'm always into science. It's, mm. it's it's more of like a a physics movie and science fiction than a horror movie. But there's it is a horror movie. When yeah. you watch it, it's like, dude, it's about like I don't know if you've, you've ever seen it. Have I've, you ever seen? I've it? seen it a long time. Yeah, ago. same. Here. Put it on your list. Yeah, and now and you know also um didn't he also direct in the mouth of madness? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the trilogy. They call it the apocalypse okay. trilogy. You familiar yes. with the apocalypse trilogy? Yeah. The apocalypse trilogy is the thing. Prince of Darkness in the Mouth of Madness. Okay. And it's supposed to be... What was it? Hobbs? What was Hobbs End. Hobbs End. Hobbs End was the town in, in, in the Mouth of Madness. Madness. Sutter okay. Kane was the mm-hmm. author. Yes. That was kind of like a, a node to Lovecraft and Stephen King at yes. the same time. And mm-hmm. uh, I watched it pretty recently. Yeah. I, I actually just I watched it. Yeah, it was a great movie. Um, but so the trilogy is supposed to be, you know, the thing was the destruction of the individual. Mm-hmm. And then... Prince of Darkness is the destruction of God. And then In the Mouth of Man is, is the destruction of reality. Oh. And all three of those things tie into each other. And uh, pretty, it's pretty deep. It's some it's deep brilliant. shit, man. It's it's great. And uh, and people say In the Mouth of Madness was John Carpenter's last great movie. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, people yell at me all the time. I like vampires. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a great movie, man. Listen. Listen, uh, James Woods, you can't go wrong. Christine. I mean, he Christine did fucking was Christine. so good. Christine was, was fucking yeah, great. Christine and at first great. you would think, a fucking possessed car. Mm-hmm. That's right. that in the theaters. But but then you watch it, it's like, it's a it's fucking a great brilliant movie. movie. Man. Another, and, yeah. and you know how many fucking movies were made after that with trucks coming oh, after yeah. people? Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. overdrive. Dude, Maximum overdrive, so man. good. Movie's hard, bro. Emilio Estevez rules. Yo. He was no joke in that. Bro, you know what's funny? That's The first time I saw that movie was like a year ago. Really? So, yeah, dude, I never saw it before. It was just one of those that slipped through the cracks and one of my friends was like, yo, you never saw Maximum Overdrive? We were talking about Emilio Estevez. It's so bad. It, it's terrible. But dude. it's so good. Bro, my, my absolute favorite part is like when the vending machine just starts chucking cokes out and killing yeah. the kids. I was like, what the fuck is going on right exactly. now? Exactly. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I love it, man. Dude, when you have the Green Goblin on the front of a fucking Mack truck and it's yeah. fucking... Bro, it's, it's, it's fucking See, awesome. There were, you know, there's movies that I find as they're just great stories and, and they... they you know, they're just great movies. And then there's like those movies that are just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Dude, like dead, dead. Return of the Living Dead. Is One of my fucking it, favorites. It, I just seen absolutely. it like two weeks ago Dude. for the 50,000th time. I've probably seen it 50,001 times. Dude, Dude it's, it's so good. On. It's such a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but like, 
It's not a scary movie. It's not. But it's fun. You watch it and you're entertained. It's it's the movie. It's like one of the most ridiculous movies ever. It absolutely is. What I love even more is that they brought the two characters back for part two and killed them again. Dude, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh shit. Tom Matthews, he was in Friday thirteenth, part six. Yes, he was Tommy Jarvis, the third yeah. Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of Tommy Jarvis, the first the first one was Corey Feldman in mm -hmm. the final chapter. Yeah. And it's funny, Ari Lehman just posted on Facebook, so I'm friends with him on there, and he posted a link that Corey Feldman says he was stabbed in, a, in in attempted murder, but police are telling a different story. That's like a half hour ago. What? Corey Feldman was just stabbed? Corey Feldman says he was stabbed in attempted murder, but police are telling a different story. Fox News, this was about a half hour ago. Wow. Yeah. Man. So we Crazy. don't know what the deal is, but yes, funny that we're talking about all this stuff. And see right here, it was fucking Ari Lehman was like blessed, blah, 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 healings for Corey, blah, 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 blah. Man. So, yeah. Dude, Corey you, Feldman rules, bro. Oh, absolutely. I don't care what anyone says about that kid. You know what's crazy about... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that, dude, I couldn't watch that performance of him on TV. I, I, you want to talk about feeling bad for people? Mm -hmm. I turned it off because yeah. I was mortified. Mm -hmm. I just I couldn't watch it. You were embarrassed for him? I was embarrassed for him. It made you feel uncomfortable? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, that's the worst <laughs> feeling in the world. Man. It really when, is, when dude. someone's just <laughs> fucking doing a terrible job and, and you're just watching. I would meet him in a feeling. second at a horror convention. <laughs> It'd be an interesting person to meet. But I would he have might, him sign a fucking final chapter. He might do a thing. little fucking a little spin. Spin. <laughs> No, but when he was riding that like that hoverboard and just falls off, I'm oh, just yeah. like, what the fuck is going on right bro, now? He's out of his mind. He's he, batshit crazy. He really bro. is. Hey, God bless. Yeah. Hey, well, back to Return of the Living Dead. Oh yeah. What's interesting have about that movie? What? And I didn't even know this. Dan O'Bannon wrote that movie and directed it. Okay. Dan O'Bannon wrote Alien. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to talk about a guy who has, like, an accomplished <laughs> yeah. fucking credit under his name. He wrote, he co-wrote Alien. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then he went and made that. But it's, I, it's, I love Return of the Living Dead. I love it. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, when you think about it, fucking, uh, Peter Jackson made fucking Meet the Feebles, and he went on to make one of the most, like, Dead Alive. Beautiful you, Dead Alive. Toys. Fucking great. I mean, you know, I, Did you see Dead Alive? If, if you, if this, we went back to the, the time. The Sumatran fucking rat monkey? If you went back to the time when that movie was made, and then you were like, this is the guy that's going to make The Lord of the Rings. I would have so never have known that. never fucking pick him. Dude, I didn't, when I first saw Dead like Alive, fucking, uh, I had no idea. I had no idea who Peter Jackson was. Yeah. And then, uh. You know, I saw Dead Alive as a kid. I was young. I was. I think that movie came out in 92, yeah. 91, 92. Yeah, and uh, it looks like an 80s horror movie, but mm -hmm. it, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's Australian. Like, it's yeah. just shot differently, so it looks, like, real shitty. I think it's they shitty. still... It's that is the, I think it's they still great. said that is the bloodiest yes. horror movie of all time. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. there's a guy, like, killing people with a lawnmower. Yeah. And, like, it's crazy. Yeah. And then later on, when I got in... Not, not that I got into Lord of the Rings, but I saw Lord of the Rings, and I was mm. like, Peter Jackson, why does that sound so familiar? And then mm. I, I, like, IMDb'd. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Really? It's fucking weird. Very, very you know? fucking strange. Yeah. Very strange. fucking really weird. Hey, do you know that the guy, back to Return of the Living Dead real quick, the guy Suicide, the guy with the mohawk, the punk rock yeah. dude, do you know that that's the same dude in Friday the 13th Part 5 who acts as the fat kid? No, I didn't realize Same that. dude, yeah. and he died. How He's about dead. this? I work with a guy who is the fat kid's cousin. I want to meet the fat kid. He's, he's like, <laughs> dude, he's apparently like a radio DJ in Nevada. 
in Las Vegas. Who the fat kid yeah. from Friday from Friday Five? Dominic Brash is his name. Is it? Well, yeah, heavy set, that. heavy set, heavy set fella. Yeah, he's a fat kid. He's eating candy <laughs> bars. He got killed because he was annoying and fat at the Funny Farm. Dude, so I, we're talking context. So guys. the guy, so one, one of my friends, he's like, oh yeah, you know, you're into. He saw my Jason tattoo. He's like, oh, you're into Friday Thirteen. He goes, yeah, my cousin was in one of those. I was like, what? I was like, now I need to know everything. And then when he said yeah, Part Five, too. I instantly got like, oh, well. Okay. Yeah. You know, because part five is like the black sheep of the. I still like it. Though. I love it. I love I, it. I, I just care. met Tom Morgan last at the last okay. convention. So he's like he. I don't even. You can't even consider him. He's like a Jason imposter. Of course. Of Jason. Yeah. You know, because it's like a yeah no. Yeah. Well, he's the only person that played Jason and Michael Myers. Did he really? Tom Morgan played Michael Myers in part four. I love part four. That was, that, was my that was the favorite. same guy that was really? running around in the Jason mask oh, in part five. Wow. Friday that was my favorite Halloween, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, aside from the original. Right. Uh, even though I love part three. Pa- I, I, okay, hear me out. Hear me even out as a standalone way. movie, I think it fucking No, see, stinks. that's the thing. I liked it I as can't. a stand. I don't think it should have been part of Halloween. If I hear that commercial one more time. But Silver yeah, Shamrock? I'm, I'm no, going to fucking hurt someone. Forgive my ignorance. And we're talking about Halloween three. Halloween three. Yeah, okay. Seasons of the Witch. Is this... Did Carpenter? Which? How many did he direct? Carpenter wasn't involved in two. He only just directed one. the first one, one, but he wrote, I believe, the second, second one. Yes, okay. he did. His crew of people worked on pretty much like a lot of them. Okay. I, I don't know what, exactly which ones, but like Dean Cundey did cinematography on the first one. I believe he did it on the second one and the third one. Tommy Lee Wallace directed the third one, who was the production designer on the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of the same. So what? There's no Michael Myers in what, yeah. what is the story with why he only directed one and wasn't involved with the rest? I don't think he wanted to do. He he got what he wanted out of it, and that was it. And he wanted to do other things. Mm. He he. I don't think he was looking at it towards like as like. Oh, I'm gonna be a franchise director. Right. I don't you know, it's like he wanted to do. I mean, dude, look at how many great things he did after that. So it's like. I think he made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, aside from part four, I, like I said, I like part three. I like all of them except part five. And I hate the one with Busta Rhymes. That one was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have a horror movie with Busta Rhymes, no good. How about Halloween H2O with LL Cool J? I'm guilty. There's parts of it I like. I hated Michael Myers. I don't know. There's just something about that movie I do like. Okay. Um... But the one with Buster Rhymes is just awful, and I hate saying that about anything. But it's just, I like Buster Rhymes as a rapper, not as a not not, not in a horror movie. Listen, though. It, <laughs> it just took things that I hated, and like it was like a fucking reality show. Yeah, like, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. All right, you what know? about Rob Zombie's remake? Thank you. I was just gonna say. What about it? What about it? I I, I enjoyed it. I get into arguments all I the time. All right, so then let's argue. Go ahead. Okay, I want to hear it. this. I, I thought it. the first one had some potential. I kind of liked the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only one I've seen. Okay. But the second one is fucking brilliant. Go on. I'm le- uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to leave. I swear. <laughs> it is, dude. It's awful. Okay. It's I'm going so to explain. It's I'm so going to explain. For- oh, no. Okay. Now we're going to. Okay. Here we go. I like the first one. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sweating. Now. I see it. This rules. Go <laughs> on. Okay. I thought. There was elements of both movies mm. that were great. Right. The brutality of part two was fucking amazing. Dude. Dude, like the killings, but I don't base good movies on the violence. Right. You know, there's right. plenty of right. fucking shit movies that have great special effects where I'm like, I'm not going to watch it because I of the I met that effects. dude, the guy who played uh, Jason. That's um, uh, um, Tyler, 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 Tyler Mane. Yeah. yeah, he's a fucking monster. He's dude, gigantic. He's dude. fucking gigantic. He's gi- wasn't he Sabretooth in X Men, I think? I don't I think watch he played comic t- book movies. Neither do I, but I think but that's he, what he's Dude, he he's like fucking, he's like 6'8, bro. I have a picture yeah. with him and he's fucking towering over me. He's mm. giant. Um, 
the th- the reason why okay I won't even talk about part two yet because that's a very sensitive subject part one <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fact that they put a human motive on Michael Myers. I get that. I don't like that. I get that part. The whole point, what made Halloween very special was that he was not a man. He was an evil force. He was a force of nature. What does does Loomis say? Behind those eyes is pure evil. The devil's eyes. Mm -hmm. Pure evil. The blackest eyes. Some type of an abomination. It's not, you know, it's something you can't kill. Mm -hmm. How is a kid who had a fucked up childhood can't be killed? Right. It it takes away right, right, what right. that element is. I get that part of it. You know? The other thing I hate about part two, and I thought part one was entirely fucking too long. Okay. It was just way too long. I, I and I and I don't know if it's because I'm like literally married to Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis that it's hard seeing anybody else like But Malcolm McDowell was, was great. great. He was fucking great. replacement, man. I, I don't think they could have picked anybody better. No. But he shouldn't have made the movie to begin with, but that's a, a whole other story. Um <laughs> what I hate about part 2 is not only was like uh, he had to put his wife As a central part of his motivation for killing. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, why? I think Sherry Moon Zombie needs to beat it. Okay, let me tell you. I I agree. I got into an... I never never argue with people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. One of my friends posted that they they should remake Friday the 13th with Rob Zombie. I fucking lost my mind. (laughs) I lost my mind. Yeah, I don't want that either. No. Don't touch my shit. I don't mind Rob Zombie's original movies. Right. But Devil's Rejects ruled. I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I like those I movies. Run, oh. rabbit, run! Yeah, like I, I thought. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying he's a shit director or filmmaker. Like I like what he does. It's just certain things you can't fuck with. And mm. I always and I, the argument I got on was uh, if Rob Zombie is the type of guy that if he remade the Blob, he'd make Sherry Moon the Blob. I think you're right. I'm saying right. Yeah, it's like. You can't just put people in fucking roles because of like you can't give this person a character that makes no sense. Right. You you like he sees visions of her in this fucking white horse telling him to basically kill people. Like come on man, really? Mm-hmm. You could have thought of fucking anything but like Seasons of the Witch had a better storyline with Stonehenge and the fucking druids and shit. Mm-hmm. This was just pure horseshit to me. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I loved but, it. You know? <laughs> but I think the I think the the violence was was great. Dude. So funny. Bro, when he like smashes that strip his face into the mirror, I'm dude. like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? He smashes man. that guy in the head with the back of the dumpster. Bro, I'm like, what is going on right yeah. now? It, yeah, he's on he's like on fucking Angel Dust and Steroids time. First 10. time I saw that movie, and I don't really smoke weed. The first time I saw that movie, I was high as shit. And I remember... The first one or the second, second one? Second one. Okay. And, uh, dude, there were actually some points where I was like, I don't think I can watch this. It's mm-hmm. like... like It was like a little too violent. Yeah. Even though, like, that's usually never in my vocabulary. Yeah, well, you were but fucking awesome. I was high. Yeah, so I, was like, I get it. Like, why is he stabbing this nurse 500 times in the beginning of the movie? I was <laughs> because like, he's angry. Yeah, like, I gotta turn this off. Uh, I'll turn it on when I'm, like, not so high. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. What about the... What about all the remakes? How about... The, all right, well, let's let's. Jump well, they back. are remaking Halloween. I know, and I I'm gonna go on record right now and say it's gonna be good. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Wasn't there some kind of bringing this back to John Carpenter? Wasn't there? At, there was a point where, you know, there was obviously from not I I couldn't I can't say for sure, but didn't John Carpenter like have like a lot of negative things to say about the remakes? From there's conflicting stories from what I read. Okay. Rob Zombie will say. 
that when he called John Carpenter to say he's redoing Halloween, John Carpenter gave him the cold shoulder and said, well, have fun. You know, like that's what I heard on one take. And then John Carpenter, not that long ago, as soon as the new Halloween was being announced, basically like set the record straight and said, no, I told him, you know, do what you want with it. You Mm -hmm. know, like I, so I think it was just kind of like the way that they're, speaking about the whole conversation. I don't think at the end of the day that John Carpenter really gives a fuck. I don't think he gives yeah. a fuck Because either. nothing, everybody knows that nothing's going to touch no. his original one. So he's like, I did my shit first. My shit's the best. Everything else is a carbon copy. Yeah. Have the fuck at it. But now he's executive producing the new Halloween. Ooh. He's going to be the creative consultant on the movie. So maybe he did have an issue with he, the way they were made I, in the past. Well, I think from what I read, he he wasn't happy with any of the fucking Halloweens. Right. Like okay. after his. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, is understandable. But you know right. what? They, they're always going to... Every every franchise is going to have, you know, just... it's. Just, it's Hollywood, dude. It's a money machine. If you're not making money, why do you think every fucking movie that comes out is a remake or a prequel? Because they know the market's there. All you got to do is look at what it did in the '80s and now fucking you know figure it out to the to the to this era. Yeah, it's gonna make money. There's a new generation that watches fucking. That's why, like, dude, and I know it's gonna sound like like I'm a fucking pretentious cunt, but um, you know, I don't really like watching a lot of these big Hollywood movies because no, they're all either. bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like, I like a lot of the more. You know, I, they're not really like low budget movies, but they're not like like a lot of the like Bloomhouse movies, like okay. The Conjuring Two. Like even though those are they're, they're Hollywood movies, but they're not like they're original stories. Yeah, right. the you know Conjuring movies like, were fucking good. They were man. great. You know, like even like some of the lower directors, like who like Adam Wingard. You know, who Adam Wingard is he did no, uh, the new Blair Witch movie. I didn't see it. Okay. I hated the fucking first one anyway. Okay, well he fucking did a movie. Yeah, go uh, stand in the corner and it's scary. <laughs> I don't know. I, did you do the ritual? No, I, uh, who did the ritual? Oh fuck! I just because that—that's probably I think the most. Oh wait, no. you know the what? newest. Uh, that movie was good, man. It was I really good. The newest horror it. movie that it was good, man. It was really cool. Once again, it was a similar situation where it was really more about the people than it was. David Bruckner did it. David, Bruckner, David Bruckner, okay. Bruckner was another one who. I said Jason Bruckner. It's David Bruckner who okay. he he did a segment on VHS. VHS, you saw VHS, yes. right? Yes, but there was a few of them. There's like three of them. There's now. three of them, yeah. yeah. Um, but like uh, that whole crew of directors, like Joe Swanberg, Ty West, like all those dudes, I love their movies because they're all original stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've been trying to get you to watch House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch House of the Devil? No, I'm no. Still you gotta watch that. Seen it. Dude, seen you want to talk about like if you're into '80s horror movies? This movie is. It was made in 2009. It looks like an '80s horror movie. I like that mm-hmm. shit. And it's and it's just, dude. It's a simple story. Like what I like about those directors and the stories they write. It's like you take such a simple idea, and Halloween was essentially a simple idea. Mm-hmm. A guy who. He was a fucking psycho, escapes from the mental asylum, and starts killing people. With mm-hmm. a William Shatner mask on. Yeah. It's essentially a fucking simple story. Like, at the end of the day, there's not much to it. It's how you pull it off that makes it special, and that's why it was such a great movie. But, you know, like, uh, okay, Adam Wingard did uh, this movie called You're Next. Watch that I movie. didn't see it. It's about a home invasion. It's about, like, a family sitting down mm-hmm. eating dinner. But, like, there's more to it, but, like, you know, one of the, you know, it's like a real up, upper class kind of family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, f- five dudes in, like, weird bunny masks stop yeah. killing people. I think in the there house. was a, a, a girl that was in that movie was just recently at the last horror convention. What was the movie that was remade that, uh, with Naomi Watts? Uh, but it was originally. Rings. What's that? Rings? No, no, no. Uh, it was a French movie where these young rich kids murder this. Bastille Day. No, not Bastille Day. <laughs> 
Um, uh, it was called fucking uh, shit. It's really gr- it's like really hard. Like, I gotta look this a up. Really fucked up. I didn't see it. Whatever thriller. it is. Um, anyway, it's a similar thing as Your Next, and Your Next was probably inspired by this film because it's the same exact premise. It's a home invasion, and these fucking people are tortured yeah. and like sexually like fucked with. All okay. Kinds of crazy shit. Anyway, moving on. So in House of the Devil. Uh, dude, like, the director, he actually brought in some, like, old 80s actors and actresses, like, Dee Wallace from fucking The Howling is in this. Okay. She, she's in it for, like, five minutes. She's the landlady in the beginning of the movie. Wasn't she in Cujo? Was that the mother in Cujo? I, I know the kid so. from Who's the Boss was in Cujo. <laughs> and that's another movie I won't watch again. I watched it the Tony first Tony Extravaganza. I, I, dude, I feel so bad for the dog. Fucking dog had no part of that. He went into a cave. He got rabies. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. He Poor, fucking, fucking turned into a fucking beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for nose. him. You know? Oh, cool, Joe. I always felt bad for him. And even when, like... Yo, I think in real life that they tortured that kid. Because that kid in that car, he was too young to be a legitimate fucking actor the way he fucking acted. That kid was horrified. Yeah. And scared shitless in that movie. That was not acting. Mm, they yeah. tortured that kid. It's like they tortured <laughs> fucking Wendy. Yeah. Dude. And, Do you uh, see what she's what she looks like? Bro, now? she thinks that people fucking shape shift and shit. She's fucking <laughs> I out there. I think Stanley Kubrick like sent her over the edge. No, dude, they totally they, did. They, it's yeah. legit. Like yeah. if you, it, there was another documentary that came out. There's another documentary on YouTube about it where they say specifically we fucked with her, yeah, and scared her, and made her a nervous wreck on set. We shunned her from yep. everything. Like, like everyone will be doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and there's fucking Chucky Devon all fucking made her twitching. Emotional, intentionally made her a very emotional, shaky person as much as they could. To make well, her, to make her, make her Wendy, her, Wendy yeah. to yeah. make her I mean, uh, this mess of a person that, wow. like, given the, given the opportunity, she was gonna flip the fuck out and cry and scream and go crazy. And she was on the really edge before the cameras were even rolling. What was the movie where fucking uh, the director Marlon Brando literally sexually assaults this girl in fucking? Um, I own the last... Doctor Moreau. No. No. <laughs> anyway, apocalypse now. Look, it's 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 common. It was it was common practice where directors would intentionally manipulate people to yeah. to get certain things out of. Well, them. from oh, what yeah. I read, and I, I'm not sure if this is true. I forgot who who directed Boogie Nights. Uh, no, no, Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, that is from what I read that they kept Marky Mark up. Marky Mark. They kept Mark Wahlberg and uh, what's his fucking name, uh, Dale Doback from Step Brothers. Uh, uh, John C. Riley. They Ryan. kept them up for like an entire day. Oh yeah. To make them look sleep deprived for that scene when uh, what's his name, uh, Oc Doc Oc from Spider Man. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, Alfred Molina. Yeah. Oh. When he's oh. lighting fireworks and Wanna fucking. Want to play baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Like that scene, you just see gonna, them all staring, and they just. I'm gonna tell you one thing right now. I'll go on record. It's probably been on record before. Boogie Nights. My all-time favorite movie ever made. It's a great movie. My all-time favorite movie ever. <laughs> you like Paul Thomas Anderson? You like him as a director? I like Boogie fucking Nights, Yeah, bro. Boogie Nights rules. Did you? He's do a you, great director. Do you know, like, I heard Burt Reynolds never even watched it. Really? Yeah, like, he just never watched he it. He was brilliant. Burt Reynolds was great. He was fucking Jack Horner production. Dude. <laughs> William H. Macy in that film. What a fucked up yeah, character. Chest Rockwell. Dude. His name was Chest Rockwell. That's a brilliant movie. Brock Land is in Chest Rockwell. Magnolia, another, another Paul brilliant. Thomas Anderson. Brilliant, brilliant Paul Thomas Anderson movie. And what's his name? The guy who tapped. Uh, the, 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 the fucking blonde had a heavy set. William Oh. Um, Come on. Oh, fucking... Uh, uh, he was... Uh, 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 Philip Seymour Hoffman. There you go. Yeah. 
Scotty. Really Kiss me on the mouth. Yo, listen, listen. <laughs> fucking idiot. Listen. <laughs> fucking idiot. Magnolia. If you if you if you haven't seen Magnolia, do you see Magnolia? I don't like Tom Cruise. Fuck that motherfucker. You I never Magnolia? saw it. No. Don't really watch if it. You, Don't support Tom Cruise. If you like, it's Tom Cruise. If you like Paul Thomas Anderson's okay. movie, if you like Boogie Nights, and you like movies like, dude, that, I watch anything. Movies I don't give that a fuck. just like slowly climb to this complete yeah. fucking insanity. Magnolia is one of the. It's it's a brilliant fucking movie. I know it's a, brilliant. There's a but child. I fucking hate Tom Cruise. There's a child actor in that film. I, I don't even know who he is. I've never seen this kid in another film again. He's brilliant. Brilliant. Magnolia. I gotta write. Dude, that one it is a fantastic fucking movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman's role in that is brilliant. Well, he was a brilliant dude. Oh my god, man! The, yeah, and, Scotty. And he was great. He was Fucking great. best. In uh, Doubt, the movie Doubt, he played a really good role in that. Matter of fact, my my ex Bernadette, remember her? Yeah. Uh, Peters. She was an actor. She was an actress, and she was in Doubt. Really? Yeah, she was in Doubt. She was not. She didn't play. She didn't play any principal role or anything. But she was in the film, and she, you know, did a scene with him, and. Uh, even that, she said, was really just a brilliant experience. Wow. So, I mean, imagine uh, whoever she was going to work with, you know, was going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just a fucking brilliant actor. He was just a brilliant actor. It's a shame, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyone see any of the recent Paul Thomas Anderson movies? Besides uh, There Will Be Blood? You see There Will Be Blood? Of course. That brilliant. is so great. Brilliant. Fucking great. And the new one, Phantom Thread, I haven't seen it yet, but the no. score is great. Johnny yeah. Greenwood from Radiohead, another... A phantom thread. I didn't even yeah. know about that. Yeah, no idea. Daniel Day Lewis last movie. That's oh yeah, it. he got nominated. He said for this that, is right? it. He said this is it. This is his last one. What what was it? Uh, and then thread. John Carpenter jumped out of the <laughs> freaking closet with a violin was, in his hands. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. What was your what was your, do you remember what your first your first horror movie you ever seen was? Friday thirteenth part two. But it didn't traumatize me as much. It did it, it, it fucked me up for a long time, but Ooh. I think later on what really like what really creeped me out was Black Christmas. Did you ever see Black Christmas? I watched it recently for the first time ever, like two months ago. It's fucking dude. That movie scares the shit out of me. It's still. fucking crazy, bro. It's, it's 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 in the, it's from like the late seventies. Yeah, I think it was seventy four. It's a, you know what it is. Again, that goes back to what we're talking about with these simple stories, real stories. Yeah. These seem like. Like, that could very well happen. Absolutely. You know, like, a dude just, like, ends up in your attic and just starts fucking making phone calls and killing people in your mm -hmm. house. Like, it seems real. It doesn't seem, like, far-fetched at all. It's not too far-fetched. It's right. not like you go to Antarctica and there's a fucking alien spaceship, you know? Right, like, right, right. this could happen. Not that that can happen, but right. this is more likely. More likely to happen. This is more relatable. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so, um, I guess my... But oh, that shit, really fucked me. Like, how old are you? 36. All right, I'm 42. So, all right, so it's... A, that those couple of years could make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like I started watching. Like I remember, I was like a latchkey kid when I was like in. When I was like eight, from like eight to eleven, like I was basically alone. You know, I would have my little fucking my little bead fucking little chain with my one little key, and I'd walk to school and come home, wait for my father to come home from work, whatever. And I would go to at the time for a couple of years. I was living in Rockaway, and I used to go to Rockaway Video. And I used to rent movies. Dude, and, I'll tell you the same story. And, Go ahead. I, and, and it was, <laughs> I was always stuck in the horror section. And I've seen fucking all of the terrible 80s fucking slasher movies. Terrible ones. The ones that say banned in fucking uh -huh. 15 mm. countries. This, all that shit. And the one that I... That besides Madman, because I had seen it in the movie theater. But the one that I probably rented the most. And I never met anybody from it. But I think one of the main characters is dead is Mother's Day. Mm. Okay. I remember that. 
fucking <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. Awesome fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day ruled with Ike and Adley and the mother and the three fucking sleep, you know, the, the but did, this, did it scare you? What was the movie that you first saw when you were a kid that scared the shit out of you? The Exorcist, and then yes. after that, nothing else really scared me. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see The Exorcist till much later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was like maybe 11 or 12 when I first saw The Exorcist, and mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, this is like, I, I mean, people must have been fucking running out of the theater. Mm-hmm. They were. You know, yeah, like, I can't, yeah, they I, were. I can't I mean, even imagine. You know, Women it, actually had, there's actually cases and stories. They gave birth in the theater? Miscarried. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god! Throwing up, running out, dude. You know what? Okay. But it's like relax. Yeah, <laughs> relax. They're all fucking playing pretend. They said the same shit about this movie Raw. Did you hear about yeah, this, this movie? Did you watch movie. it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but okay. it's subtitled, and I'm not gonna fucking. I, I, read I watched my it. I watched it. I, I thought it was. It's all hype. I thought though. it was they're okay. It, up. it was. It up. Dude, they're fucking talking about. Oh, people are throwing up. Like none of that happened. No. There was no way. Stop any of that lying. Happened. There's no just way. Like, it wasn't like, good. Like it wasn't that good of a movie. Like it was okay. It wasn't that good of a movie where like people are gonna fucking violently throw up. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. There man. was a scene when I was a kid. One of the movies that 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 stood with me when I was really young. The first horror movie I ever saw was called The Burning. Oh yeah. I never saw it again. George Costanza's in that movie. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see this again Costanza's now. in it, bro. I got to fucking see this. Costanza, yeah. wow. Yeah, he's in that whole raft scene. I never saw that. I got to watch no, it. that's the Jason that comes out. That's right. Um, but anyway, The Burning was the first movie I saw. But there was another movie I saw. There's a raft scene where I everyone saw. gets their fingers chopped off and shit. I got to see it again. George Costanza. Dude, I was six years, seven years old. My family, sit, we're all sitting around watching The Burning. I'm fucking nah. traumatized. Ruled. Anyway, there was another movie called, I think it was called The Tourist Trap. Tourist Shop Rules. I just recently watched that too with Chuck Connors. There's a scene in it. <laughs> Love that there's movie. Scene mannequins are creepy. There's a scene in it where the, one boy. of the tourists yeah. is laid on this fucking table. Yes. And he fucking slowly like puts this plaster, plaster on her face. Plaster of in her mouth and shit. And she, and yeah. Dude, traumatized I saw I saw Tourist Trap when I remember where I was I was living on the corner of 84th Street in Canarsie and Avenue M and I was watching it on the big TV in the living room, and it was like a Saturday or a Sunday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon movie. And I was like, all right, and it was Taurus Trap, and it fucking creeped me out. Creepy I wasn't out. scared, but it, it has a very creepy feel. Creepy vibe. Creepy, And creepy it's vibe. on, you can find it on Amazon Prime Good. and shit like that. You ever see it? No. Taurus Trap. Well, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I got to watch it. This is the 70s day. It's a 70s movie. Dude, 70s movie, but it's fucking brilliant. My life's goal is to watch every horror movie mm-hmm. ever made. Uh, yeah. Like, I've seen a bunch of them, but, you know, yeah, I, I haven't seen watched all of them. Prince of Darkness. I'm putting that on you my... You got to watch Prince of Darkness. Taurus Trap rule. They live. Dude, they live. Yeah. Fucking great you know, I have to be, I have to see... You never seen They Live? Oh, Roddy Piper rules. Wow, I never seen They Live. I see, I've seen it several times, but I haven't seen it in probably about 10 years. films that I've seen, Christine, Halloween, well, now The Thing, In the Mouth of Madness. But there's a bunch of them. I know okay, I you know, seen. you know Shepard Fairey. Yeah, of course. Okay, Obey mm-hmm. is is, yeah. is it's know, influenced know from that. They Live. Dude, yes. the, the new the artwork for the new Candiria album is all inspired by They Live. Okay. Mike is a huge fan. Carly yeah. and Mike. Um, are I've had conversations fans. with Mike about right. They They're Live. They're both huge fans, and and once they were able to adapt what the artist created into something that was inspired by that, it totally fits into the theme. It's very ahead of its time, on. man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we it was like an homage to to They Live, but I've never actually seen the movie. I've seen parts in it. I've seen scenes, but. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm a New Yorker. My whole life, I see the Statue of Liberty. Have I ever gone to the fucking Statue of yeah. Liberty? No. No. I went once you know? on a school trip in like the third grade. But the way I was even able to, like, dude, again, like your story is very similar to mine. And I remember uh, growing up, 
my the drummer in my old band, Jim, mm-hmm. in Vexed, he was, uh, me and him, we lived next door, to, well, down the block from each other. Every morning in the summer, we'd wake up early, we'd walk to, we, we grew up in Garrison Beach, walk to the corner, uh, Garrison Avenue, there was a video store, a fucking VHS, they, I don't even think DVDs weren't even in existence yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd rent a horror movie. Every day, we'd rent a horror All movie. All the time. So that's how I found, like... 90% of the movies that I've watched was just from going through fucking A to Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I found They Live and Prince of Darkness. And, Same here. Know, like, Trilogy of Terror yeah. with the fucking little Aztec fucking... Dude, I've seen see some real shit move like Waxwork. Did you ever watch Waxwork? Terrible. Yeah. It's with the guy from Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, the fucking dude. idiot that fucks up everything. You know, like, like, like I never would have just put nah, that on had I not like, oh, it's, it's, I'm up to the W's now. There's so many bad ones, bro. Yeah. Like Waxwork, The Initiation... And then there was like, fucking, chopping mall. <laughs> it's like, I just watched that. It's that such logo. robots that it's protect awful. the mall when they shut that. It's terrible. And what bro. about the Chucky? The Chucky franchise. Part one was good. Part one was good. Part two wasn't bad. Three stunk, yeah. and then they all stunk until recently. I heard the Cult of Chucky wasn't bad. The I last two, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, were Curse not bad. Curse wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Not bad. I didn't see the newest one though. I it's didn't good. See the newest it's, one. It's, it's not and bad. And I heard at all. that's Brad Dourif's sister is in it. The guy, the voice of Chucky. Oh really? Is like the main character. Is like one of the main uh, actors. It's, it's in like the movie. I feel like I know Alex Vincent, who was played it's Little Andy. Oh, he's in the, in the new one, right? He's in the new one. Yeah. As yeah, but he's at like every convention. My daughter met him. I met him several times. It's like, hey, how you doing again, buddy? <laughs> yeah. You know who was cool? Like once, real quick, going back because I mentioned Tony Moran from Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, he's only like you know the face when you see his face yeah. real quick. But he was at that one convention. He was at several conventions that I met him and bullshit with him. He actually did a drop. I actually. Maybe we'll use that. Tony Moran? For this. That's great. He's half no, drunk. Wait. Tony Moran? Yeah. We already used it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. I still have it on my phone. We didn't use you it. You sent it to me. We used Tony Moran, I think, for the horror list. No, it was before that. I All still right. have Well, it. if we haven't used it, we'll use it for this. I'll listen well, to it. Well, we all. just... Well, okay, yeah, they're going to hear it, and then they're going to hear this. That's yeah, well, well, it's all right. <laughs> it's not going to be weird. They get it. Um, they know that this is coming out afterwards. Um, <laughs> but, um... I went over to him. I was like, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got a little picture. And, you know, Madam took a picture with him. And there was, since there was nobody, there was the same one. We were talking with Sid Haig for, like, the longest time. And bullshitting with him, blah, blah, blah. And he's half hammered, bro. And he's like, <laughs> hey, man. He's, he's like, and he go, oh, fucking hands me a bottle and offers me a fucking shot of Crown Royal. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. He's like, all right, man. And then, like, he started talking to me about how... Me and my girl and, and my daughter, and he was talking to me about uh, how he lived in Malibu, and and he lived right on the beach, and he would smoke pot, man, and lay on a hammock. It was fucking awesome, bro. He was fucking mad cool. And, like, I'd go outside, he'd be outside smoking a cigarette. Hey, what's up, Jim? Oh, uh, it's just fucking weird, bro. Yeah. It's like, I just, like, like, two weeks ago, I just watched you get shot by Loomis, <laughs> and now you're offering me fucking Crown Royal and cigarettes. Amen. But it was fucking really cool, and I have a, I have a drop from this song, so they would have already heard it. If I'm maybe pretty certain we already used a Tony Moran drop. No, because he stumbles upon his words. I think we we skipped on it. All right. Yeah. If we'll not, eh, if not, we use it again. It's carpet there. It's it's fitting. He was in a carpet the movie. It's true. He was. Well, speaking of the new Halloween, okay. I think I don't know if you read anything about it. Mm-hmm. No, I read more about um. They're doing another Friday Thirteenth movie. Yeah, I just read about that again. Um, we'll see if it actually fucking happens. You know why they didn't do the Friday the Thirteenth movie? 
Because from what I read, this is last year. It was supposed to be uh, that they they were ready to do it. Was uh, rings bombed so bad at the box office mm. that they didn't want to like take a chance. I uh, I didn't hear that. I heard that the reason why they didn't do it is because they were all putting all of their focus and money into the game. I mean. That's what I read. I'm, I'm yeah, sure yeah, I might well, have been reading. Well, you know, if, 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 yeah. if it's on the internet, you know it's true. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, everything on the internet is true. Everything on the internet is true. Um, so, so what were you saying? So about Halloween. Halloween. Okay. So first of all, David Gordon Green is is writing it with Danny McBride. Okay. Which when I first heard that, I was like, hmm, interesting. But you know what? They wrote a. They must have written a really good script because John Carpenter. Loved it. Is, 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 on is, is on board with it. Mm -hmm. But apparently what it's supposed to be is 40 years after the first one. As mm -hmm. if the no movie after the first one ever happened. Right? Oh. So Jamie Lee Curtis rules. is back. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, 40 years later. Right. Wow. Um, is she going to be eating fucking yogurt? I, <laughs> Activia, yeah. Activia absolutely, yogurt? Yeah. She'll be shitting nice in the movie? <laughs> Probiotics, baby. Yeah. Um, so Active cultures? That just sounds <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. So she... Uh, <laughs> She's in it, and I believe Nick Castle's back in it. That I don't know. If he, I don't know if he's playing the shape, but I I, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, and John Carpenter's I believe doing the music, mm -hmm. so which would be a fucking. Amazing. It should it should be good. I'm 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 thinking it's gonna be good. Mm -hmm. so, so, um, Jimmy, you mentioned something before that. What's uh, that? The, the, the actual Michael Myers mask is a Will William it's, Shatner. It's a Captain yes. Kirk mask. It's a Captain yeah. Kirk mask. Yeah, That's a fact. I never knew that. Yeah. Never knew Dude, that. they had until today. Until just really, you're welcome, buddy. So what they did was again. <laughs> that was Tommy Lee Wallace, the production designer. He, you know, John Carpenter's like, bring me a bunch of masks. They had at first, I think they had the sad clown, mm -hmm. and then they had a Spock mask, mm -hmm. and then when they saw the Captain Kirk mask, it was the most normal human element to it. There was no. There was nothing. It was just basically a white mask. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. it wasn't white at the time. They painted it white. They opened up the eye holes. Right. They did something with the hair. They made it look very. They made it look very plain, mm -hmm. and and that was even scary. Yes, mm -hmm. that's what made it scary. Yeah, I mean, I agree, a hundred percent. And I gotta be honest with you, I had no idea. So, dude, thanks, the mask changed the, in every movie. If you watch for, uh, every Halloween, up, yeah. yeah, the mask changes very like. I mean, as much as... Which the, kind of bothers me. Yeah. The and LL Cool J version was like, dude, Ugh. even though the movie is... Uh, I, I don't know why I like it. There's just something about it. Maybe it's because, like, I, I really don't know why I like that. I can't explain it. I'm, I'm not going to justify it. Mm -hmm. But that mask in that movie, just if you get a chance to just even YouTube a clip of it, dude, it was just horrific. The mask, whoever they had playing there, dude, like it would have been like if I played Michael Myers, <laughs> fucking skinny, tall dude. Yeah. Like, like you need a muscular dude. You mm -hmm. need somebody who's gonna like, hit, like you could see like the coveralls he's wearing were like sagging on him. The yes. mask looked like shit. I'm like, how did they let this happen? Check this out. And if anyone who's listening, obviously it's not a visual podcast, but go on to Instagram and go on to horror film history. On Instagram, it's I follow it on my personal page. It's brilliant, but there is a picture of the actual original Michael Myers mask, how it looks today. Wow! And that's, that's the actual fucking oh, wow. mask. It's fucking creepy. It's like old man Mike. That's, that's frightening, man. That's the actual mask. That is super frightening. Horror film history on Instagram. Another cool thing I read about Halloween was uh, Michael Myers itself, the name. Mm. When Assault from Precinct Thirteen 
was being distributed. It was being distributed. One of the guys who was like one of the main people to get the movie out was named Michael Myers. Really? So John Carpenter like kind of like tributed him with that and turned him into a fucking serial killer, I guess. That's crazy. So, huh. Interesting facts, yeah. ladies Interesting and gentlemen, facts. ladies and germs, ladies and germs. So, are you, th- are you are you thinking about going to another horror convention or no? I don't know, man. You know what? If they had like isolation booths where like I could just go in and just see whoever I want and not see the right. sad people, mm-hmm. I might. But I, I don't think I could do it, man. No. Yeah, yeah. But I go there, I fucking blow so much money too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bro, I blew like a thousand dollars like three conventions ago. Wow, dude, that's like, a lot of money. Yeah, well, my daughter met the Shining Twins. Oh, yeah, they, I, I do know the, they go to them. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. They were fucking so cool. I met Danny. Danny's Danny like Cor- a fucking physics teacher in, yeah. like, Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. like, maybe, like, even, like, in the Midwest or something. That's crazy. So, but apparently, they're making... On the podcast. Poof, yeah, that would be yeah. sick, dude. Apparently, they're making... I don't know if I, I, don't know if I, I heard what, if this is true, but there's a sequel to The Shining, Doctor Sleep. Really? It's a book. Oh, really? Stephen King, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, I like, that. I think they were talking about trying to get him in it. Okay. Really? But I don't know where that... I have the book. I never read it. I got to read it at some point. I'm going to read it sometime. Well, but... Yeah, there's, um, there's, um... Well, since we're talking about this and shit, bro, you should fucking come. Chiller Convention. When is it? April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Oh, I'm going to be in Jamaica. Jamaica, man! Oh, that's cool. Where yeah. are you going to Jamaica for? My cousin's You don't want to fucking meet Mark Metcalf, bro? <laughs> <laughs> You know? Who the fuck is that? What do you want to do with your life? From the Twisted Sister videos? That's great. Come on, that guy rules. I'll meet him just for uh, fucking, just to be an asshole. You know how many times he's probably had to repeat that? Yeah. In the way. Think about the guy from, what is it, Robocop. Yeah. He's like, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, how many yes. times do you think he's had to fucking say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Speaking Steve Snyder's going to be there. Back to the thing. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't know, you know, I was always like, who did the make? I was like, who did the special effects in this movie? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it's, Tom Savini. No, no. It was uh, this guy, Rob Bottin, who did The Howling. Dude, he ended up, after doing The Thing, I think he was like 20 at the time. Wow. Stan Winston did one scene of The Thing where the dogs were like coming mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. like, it was actually a hand puppet. Really? That Stan Winston made because I think he got so overloaded, the guy Rob, the, the main makeup dude, that like he just could, he like had a nervous breakdown, I think. Wow. He spent a whole year without a day off just doing makeup like dude wow. but after the thing I think he went on to do what did he do he did Total Recall he did Robocop mm-hmm. he did Legend wow Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas 7 love that movie you wow. know like he did 7 is yeah, he did. Brilliant. he did makeup for some of the best like mm-hmm. you know kid was fucking 20 years old wow doing that movie you know but yeah, dude, the makeup in that movie is crazy. Like, dude, the thing still holds up to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. It does. I agree. It's, it's not a movie that ever feels dated. And I think 20 years from now, people are going to watch it and go, okay, yeah, it mm-hmm. still it still works. I mean, a great you know? great work, no matter what you know, medium of art, it really, that's that's the thing. There are, there are just timeless records. There are timeless movies. There are timeless books. And they're always going to be that way because they fucking just the first of their kind or the best of yeah, their and kind. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm huge with practical effects over CGI oh, yeah. Yeah. all day long. Well, you know, Evil Dead, the remake, was mostly practical effects. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. because and, Sam, Sam Raimi was involved. Yeah. Dude, that movie, I, that was one of the better remakes, I think. It was. I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate it. Um, it was good. There was a lot of people shit on me, bro. But I thought, ready for this one? This two. It just popped in my head. <laughs> I thought that the remake 
of Last House on the Left was good. I thought that was good, too. I thought it was good, too. I thought it was good. And I thought the remake to I Spit on Your Grave was I good. was just going to say. I didn't I, watch I, that. I've seen that. Dude, watch it! I know, I it's heard. Good. I it's heard. Good. Okay, I'll it's watch good. it. It's good. I mm-hmm. just recently watched it again. Um, but uh, Camille, whatever her name is, from the original I Spit on Your Grave is going to be at the next convention. I have to meet him. He's selling this thing big on you, bro. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was... He's going to be in Jamaica. Yeah. I'm not... I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying... Listen, he wants to go, go. I'd rather be in Jamaica, too. Yeah. But I'm just Maybe saying. Maybe a convention should happen in Jamaica. Dude. It'd be sweet. You know, like, when I'm... Dude, it's like... When I'm home, generally, like... Um, I, I work on... Like, I, I write stories, and I, I do a lot of shit like that, and... Do you write this, haikus? No. There's always a horror movie playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Always. It's just background noise. Yeah. And like... I need background noise. It's oh, Every day there's something on. Just randomly I'll put on. And like, it's, I don't know why. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite movies is uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original. Okay. I've wa- I'm, dude, I must have watched that movie, I don't know, uh, over a thousand times easily. Right. Easily. If not more, I don't know. Yeah. It's just there's, always there's, on. There's movies where it's like, and if you do the math, it's like, have I even been alive that long to yeah. say how many times I've watched it? Like, like, it's not a horror movie, but I honestly don't know how many times I've seen Scarface. Yeah. I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. I know the fucking dialogue from beginning to end, every character verbatim. Did you watch the new thing? No. The the prequel. What, what to was the thing. What was it called? The thing. No. I think you should watch it. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Uh, it was the beginning of the thing where the Norwegians are right mm. chasing, chasing the dog. The dog. That's how that movie ends. Oh. I mean, a couple, a few years ago, 2011, I think it came out. Uh, I didn't see it, it. I thought it was good. People fucking oh, it sucked. Wait, it's the, called the new thing. No, it's just called the thing. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. It's good. I thought it was good. I mean, in terms when of when like, did it come out? 2011. 2011. Yeah. Okay, but it's not a remake of the thing. It's no, a prequel it's the prequel. It's of the thing. The, the beginning of the thing starts with you know the the two helicopter pilots trying to shoot the dog. Yes. Before the dog ends up in McCready's camp. I don't know. You know okay. what? I don't know. Hmm. Um, and that's how that movie ends. All the sh- th- th- That movie shows them all the footage you see from the thing where you see the people digging out the mm-hmm. alien, like the big block of ice, blowing it up with thermite explosives. Mm-hmm. That's all in that movie. Well, not exactly, but the whole them finding the alien right, is right. the prequel. Interesting. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, as, as far as prequels co- what go. What does the cover look like? What, what, what is the actual image? Is it the fucking snowsuit? Or is that that's the original? Uh, thing. No, that's the original. Yeah, that's the original um, thing. Because I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, did you see the Descent? I love that movie. Yeah. Love it. I did. Did like you that see movie. Part Two? No. Also awesome. Yeah. Awesome sequel. This was. Oh, this was a great scene too. Remember how in the thing they show that guy? Yes. That I mean, you can't see it on this, mm. but that's. It, it it was good. I thought it was good. I think the you thing should watch 2011. it. Right, I have to check it out. I have to check it out too. Yeah. I have to rewatch the act the, the original thing. Yeah. That's another movie. It's just always on. Yeah. It's always I, on. I have I to I have to rewatch it. it again. I I saw it probably about five years ago or so. Okay. So I have to rewatch it. I'm due. Yeah. I gotta watch. Uh, I I really gotta see Prince of Darkness because I, now that I know it's a trilogy, In the Mouth of Madness is probably one of my favorite John Carpenter. Movies. They say Prince of Darkness is one of his weaker films, dude. It to me, it's like it, it's it, it it's right up there with all of his other ones. It mm-hmm. it, it embodies the eighties mm-hmm. and that type of like the look, the feel, the music. Alice Cooper makes a fucking cameo in oh, it. Oh, really? As like a 
like a possessed bum. Yeah, you, you know, you've seen it. Yeah. So it's been a long time, but yeah, yeah dude, Cooper it was... pops up in '80s horror movies and he makes them terrible. <laughs> well, he did do the song for Part Six of Friday the Thirteenth. The man behind, no, and he also the man behind the mask. Yeah, wasn't that Part Eight? Jason takes Manhattan. Uh oh no, that was Part Six. Was it? It's the it's the end credits. It's so bad. I love that song. Dude, it's I on my fu- phone. <laughs> is that your, your ringtone? No, nah, no. Nah. That would be fucking heavy uh, if it was. That's hysterical, man. Okay, you know what I just watched? And this is like, it's not horror. You familiar with Alex Garland? Who is he? Okay, he wrote 28 Days Later. Okay, yes. He wrote uh, The Beach. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of stuff with Danny Boyle. The Beach um, was good. The Beach was great. He wrote another movie called Sunshine. Did you ever watch Sunshine? No. It's another Danny Boyle movie. Dude, that's a fucking that a great movie. movie about like they uh, go to they go to the sun to restart it. Oh, but it's not like fucking Armageddon or the Core. It's not some bullshit movie. Oh, oh I'm gonna ri- I'm gonna ride on a meteor and drill into it. No, dude, it's fucking really good. It's the, one of the dudes from Twenty Eight Days Later was in it. It's, it's, it's uh, Chris Evans, okay. uh, Captain America. He's in it. It was a great movie, but he wrote. Uh, did you ever watch Ex Machina? Yes. Okay. Yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Awesome movie. He yeah. wrote and directed that. Okay. I just watched his Sunshine newest movie. Sunshine is the same director? Same guy. Wow. Well, Danny Boyle Sunshine. did Sunshine. Okay. Oh, but okay. Alex Garland wrote Sunshine. Okay. Um, Annihilation. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. I heard it's fucking... I just watched it the other day. Is it it's good? fucking out there, dude. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I can't, but I can't wait. It's Machina was one of the out there, best fucking sci-fi movies I've ever seen like, in my you, life. You can't down. get fucked up and watch that movie. No? Because you'll be like, what the fuck is going... Like, it's... Dude, it's it's really out there. But right. I thought it was awesome. Like, it was... It's a Johnny film. It's a tri- it's a trippy is movie, it? man. It's a film for me, Jimmy. It's a weird. Oh, one. you would definitely love it. <laughs> yeah. You would definitely love yeah. it. I, I watched it and once I found out I want to watch it again. Once I found yeah. that it was the same director as Ex Machina, I was like, wow, well, now. Dude, Ex Machina was like one of one of my favorite movies to come out in mm-hmm. such a long time. Yep. Um, great, it's just great, such a great, good movie. great fucking movie. Great yeah. movie, great effects. And that actress, now that she's like... She's That's now, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, the new yeah. movie, Lara Croft. She's married to a she was fucking Magneto. Movie, she was in a movie called... Um, the Danish Girl. The Wasn't Danish she, Girl, She's yeah. the Danish Girl, yeah. Yep. She won an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go, also, there we go down Rockaway Boulevard, go get some Danish from Belle. <laughs> Belle, yeah, she'll she like a, Danish. She was actually in a movie... <laughs> you got that. You hear me with shaving points in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> she did another movie called, called Prude, I believe. Okay. And uh, it's a really sick movie about... Uh, a very lonely, disturbed young lady who becomes kind of obsessed with um, a, a teacher in a school. And and it just fucking goes off and the what's rails. it called? I think it's called Prude. It's Sounds really like good. Kind of really fucking good. Um, but anyway, we're I, at about... Dude, I was like... It's weird that... I mean, when I watch Ex Machina... It's it's like, dude, I was very attracted to the robot. Oh, my gosh. That, that's the whole thing. That was the whole thing. It made me it feel like first, I was doing the test. I mean, in the movie, this is the first real, true AI, and she's being tested. Yeah. She's being tested to see, if is this, a, is this truly an artificial intelligence that's making their own decisions? Yeah. They're making judgment calls, like a human being would. Dude, let me tell you something about AI. Are they, are they, are they, are they, are, like, connections happening? Are they really, like, connecting? You know that's going to eventually be. Okay, well, this is, this was what I was getting at earlier before we even started. It's Mm -hmm. fucking That I just bought this new iPhone Mm -hmm. with facial recognition. Everybody's doing this Mm DNAAncestry.com. I'm fully fucking convinced that there's going to be a knock on my door. It's going to be me. And they're going to kill me and bury me and replace me with a different me. 
I'm fully convinced of all this. Whoa. All yeah. right. Dude, that's the premise that's some of a AI great shit, fucking man. movie right there. Dude, yeah, it's, I, crazy. I, it's gonna happen. That's well, what it's I, like. It's like we were talking. We we did we did an episode with with um, <laughs> Anthony and Mike Dijon from King's Bounty, and we were talking about how like it's like you know it's crazy how if you're talking or whatever, then next thing you know, it's like Facebook will put ads up for whatever, <gasps> right? So now check it out. We're talking about Johnny. Mike Dijon asks John, how come you call your little DJ parties thing Zap? He starts talking about Frank Zappa, blah, blah, blah. I go home a couple hours later on my desktop computer. I go on YouTube. All of a sudden, recommended for me, Frank Zappa. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know nothing about Frank Zappa. I never searched him. I couldn't tell you three songs. Why is that recommended for me all of a sudden? You want to hear one even fucking creepier? Sure. This is even creepier. And this happened today. Talk to me. Okay. I'm all so ears, in man, talking man. about like you know coming on here and like I was thinking about horror movies and I'm thinking about Robert Redford in The Shining mm-hmm. and then all I'm thinking is how the fuck could Roy Hobbs from The Natural be in The Shining? Right. I never said this out loud. These are thoughts in my yes. head. I woke up today on Instagram to a fucking ad for a Roy Hobbs natural shirt. How the fuck does that happen? Right. I don't know. Oh, that's but but you know These what? My are- girlfriend Nikki, she did. I don't remember the exact instance, but. I think uh, we were driving and she was riding in the passenger seat and she said something that just uh, like just like what you said I was thinking this blah 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 how the fuck is this here I get if you speak because Facebook has access to your microphone on your phone mm-hmm. I get that like that I get how does it know what I was thinking dude I'm secretly convinced Mark Zuckerberg is running Skynet and we just don't know about it Cyberdyne <laughs> so he's he yeah dude he's he's in some fucking lab somewhere hey it's all, to kill it's all very possible man you know and people are like oh no no yeah 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 motherfucker because you can't you can't fucking install an app on your phone without and say deny to fucking they won't let you use it right you yeah. can't you have to accept everything in your phone to a list of contacts blah 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 allow, allow it to manage and make phone calls <laughs> it even says it it's crazy and everyone says okay okay and then everyone's like how'd we get here because you allowed them to. Well, the robots are taking over. They're going to probably do a better job than we did. You know what? Hopefully they don't fuck this planet up any yeah. worse than we did. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We're they fucking can... doomed. <laughs> that, yeah. would be, that would be pretty fucking crazy, man. You know, I think Stephen Hawking said that's mankind's biggest threat mm-hmm. is AI. Yeah, sure. You did know? you see in the airports they have those little, uh, they're called um, uh, night... Night, Midgets? Night, no. Night Patrol? I don't know. You <laughs> said little. It's Night, night Patrol, so. but it's K-N-I-G-T-G-H-T Patrol. And they're literally like like robots. They're they're um, But they look more like they're from... Uh, Buck Rogers? Buck Rogers, exactly. <laughs> like an old... They're just really like... They're, what, they're what more like they? pods. They're like these pods. But they have wheels. What? They have cameras. And they're just looking around. And they're security cameras. And what they Chopping are, mall. they're driving around, <laughs> they're driving around, and there's another, there's a dude on the other end who's, you know, controlling this thing and looking at everything this dude, this thing is taking a picture of. And if he sees anything sp- suspicious, he takes a photo of it, he has the robot fucking follow Does the robot around. shoot you? He's like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> stop what you're doing, stop what you're doing, type shit. Dude, that reminds you know? me of... I'm serious. Did you ever watch that LaGuardia. movie? LaGuardia. All right, Did all right. Why are you yelling at me? Uh, was it Run with Tom Selleck? Gene Simmons was in that. No, early. It's a no, it's an eighties movie, I did dude. Not see it. 
Gene but Simmons creates Gene these Simmons. like weird spider robots that like oh, he programs to kill you. I remember. Yes, I do That's remember wrong. that. Tom Selleck. Wow. His mustache got a second credit in that movie. Dude, yeah. that movie. I <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. That'd be fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh, literal Johnny. No, 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 no. I thought maybe as a joke, like nah. they did that. Yeah, the Tom Selleck. Uh, Tom Selleck's mustache. <laughs> no, nah, fucking yeah, dude. I, it's a scary time we're living in. Like, yeah, I, like I said, I really didn't want to buy this phone because of that fact. Mm-hmm. Like. It looks at your face and it knows it's you. Dude, I wore sunglasses the other day. It knew it was me. That's you know, creepy. like, it, what the fuck, man? Yeah. It's got enough information. Yeah, I work in a school and, and, and like right now it's like we're still like with the legit time cards and you ching ching in and out. But they, a couple months ago, they're in the process, but it's going to be, it's, it's not fucking nothing new, but it's going to be your fingerprint mm-hmm. uh, to get in. See, that sucks. Next thing like you know, that. all you do is look at a camera and you be like, hello, JB, and they'll let you in. Well, I know Elmo, well, you know, Keith, he, he, he was building, he's an iron worker, and he was building One World Trade, the Freedom mm-hmm. Tower. And this is, I mean, when they first started doing it, so it took fucking 14 years to build that fucking thing. So we're talking at least, at least a dozen years ago, I remember he wrote on Facebook that to get onto that construction site, it was fucking... The, Ocular scans? Yes, you, you would fucking scan your eyes oh my to God. get in there. Wow. And that was a dozen years ago. Hey, man. Wow. When you get locked up, it's an Ocular scan. The movie Oculus wasn't bad. I actually liked that movie. Yeah, it was I thought good. it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was See good. See that? Yeah. Fucking hey. full circle all day. Full circles. <laughs> anyway, we're about at an hour, 45 minutes. All right. Um, you say we wrap it up? Gents? Yeah, it's final, man. Any, any, any final thoughts about uh, this uh, subject matter? Besides Halloween, favorite five movies. And yeah. begin. Okay, Jaws. Great Brilliant. Movie. The Thing. Okay. American Beauty. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting um, one. Really? There. Yeah. I love that movie. Okay. Uh, so is that three? Is that Paul Thomas Anderson who directed that? No. Uh, no. Hmm, I wonder. I know Alan Ball similar. wrote it. I don't know who directed it. Ah, hmm. oh, fuck. What's his face is fucking brilliant, though. Kevin Spacey's fucking yeah. brilliant. Rosemary's Baby. Oh. I think it's overrated. I love that movie. Oh, it's fucked up, that movie. movie. I love it. And. Filmed in the f- same building that fucking What's His Face was shot out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lennon. I, I would have to say The Thing. You said the thing already. Yeah, you I? said the thing, yeah. I love it that much. Hey, it's twice. Hey, no, uh, if I had to pick another... Dude, it's so hard it's to pick. It's got to be a Friday the 13th it, movie, no? No, it's not, actually. Wow. Yeah, it's just The Shining. Nah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go and say Dawn of the Dead. The original. Right. The original. Yeah, that's nice. Johnny? My favorite five movies of yeah. all time? Oh, shit. I mean, they, they'll probably vary. Dude, it's know, like, it's like asking but, what your favorite song is. Yeah. It's so yeah. hard. The Shining, Jaws, The Exorcist is up there. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey is probably my number one favorite movie of all time uh, how many is that four shit dude it's hard this is a hard question I don't know I don't know it's tough there's so many I could say okay um, but that's enough for now for me yours okay. is definitely Chopping Mall right but Chopping Mall all day long <laughs> Blood Beach no um, Sharknado Sharknado 3 Sharks in Space um, no I'm gonna probably have to say Boogie Nights, even though it's a terrible movie, it's a bad movie, but it's a great movie for the shit show that it is. I'm going to have to say Scarface. Okay. Um, it's not a good movie. It's fucking bad, mm. but it's great. Um, first Texas Chainsaw, 
And I'm going to have to fucking say the... I'm gonna have to say Rocky too. Oh, I forgot about Rocky. Yeah, oh, there, there, shit, there is no man. better franchise than Rocky. I'll Rocky. fucking debate that all day. Should have a whole podcast on Rocky. Oh, I'll f- all day. Dude. We'll do it. Um, I'm gonna have to say Rocky too, and then probably I'm gonna probably say well, it's a toss up between one and two. We'll put them as as one. Um, did I say The Exorcist? Why didn't I know that? No, probably The Exorcist. Goodfellas, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's some brilliant shit. It's it's really hard to just say five movies. I mean, it's it's hard. It really is. All right, well, that that was a bust. Yeah. (laughs) Nice move, Jim. Hey, you know, (laughs) swing and a miss. I don't know why I didn't realize that Sam Mendes directed American Beauty. Oh, Sam Mendes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's amazing. He's another brilliant Jarhead. Mm hmm. uh, Revolutionary Road. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, it's a great great movie. movie. Yeah, Sam Mendes is really great. Yeah. Anyway, gents. Good right. shit. This was a good one. Thank and you, Do you Steve. have anything like you want to promote? Anything like your stuff that you do? Um, you know, nah, not really. What about your website? Yeah, no? website. SteveProMutter.net P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R Yeah. Dot it's net. a work in progress. But uh, we're going to be doing something very shortly. Yeah, we are. We're and I finished it. On. You did? It's done. Yeah, we're going to work on a short film. Yeah. You're not going to look at him the same after this. Why am I not invited for a cameo? No, you will be. I actually yeah. uh, I actually rewrote some shit. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. Cool. Well, because I was going to do like a Hitchcock thing. I was only thing. fucking around. No, but, no, but, I but actually... But if, if, if I come in, I'll... It was going to be... I'm all over it. I wanted to have you and Jerry, mm-hmm. and then the Jay, mm-hmm. and then... The Jerry Folly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who doesn't like the Jerry Folly? Dude, it's... What I wrote is going to basically like... Like I said, I read it and I, I look at the storyboards. The storyboards are absolutely horrible. You've mm-hmm. seen my storyboards before. Mm-hmm. They're fucking atrocious. I can't draw, mm-hmm. but they're fucking hysterical. And I it's just, I can't draw, so it makes it really funny. Yeah. And is I'm there looking, a working title? You know what? I'm, I'm, there is no working title because I don't even know what I want to call it. But basically the premise of it is, is you don't really know what you're watching. Like it's, it's like seeing is not believing. You okay. think you're going to see one thing and it's like... Totally M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. So it's nice. fucked up, man. I, and I, when I wrote this, and I'm like, whoever's going to play this, like, their friends are not going to look at them the same. Yeah. It's going to be weird. You like M. Night Shyamalan? I like his endings. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? Hit, my favorite movie from him? Signs. No. The Visit. Did you watch The Visit? I. It's I a newer movie. It, it was one that got kind of fucking swept under the rug Maybe and it's that's under the why radar. I didn't. Dude, I'll give you the basic concept. Woman drops her kids off. Woman, like, falls, like, out of place with her parents. Mm-hmm. Doesn't speak to them for 15 years. The two kids go to the grandparents' house. That's her parents. She, she like, lets them off or, like, whatever. Never goes inside because she has an estranged relationship with them. So now the kids are there filming. Yeah, they're cameras. They're filming, like, uh, for, like, a short documentary they're making or whatever. Some weird shit starts happening every night. It's fucking real weird, like vomiting blood like all just real weird turns out at the end if you want me to tell you I'll tell you if okay, not, okay. <laughs> so what ends up happening is movie's years old right no it's a few years old alright so, so what, no ends, spoilers, up, what ends up happening is that um, the kids were like yo some weird shit's going on we want to go home and then they like somehow show the mother the footage and she's like those aren't my parents mm. you've been staying with fucking strangers the whole time and it's real fucked up. And, like, the kids end up killing the I people. I did see that. Yeah. I did see That's it. That's M. Night See, that was a good movie. I thought Signs was awesome, but I hated the fact... I hated the fact that in order to kill the alien, you could spritz him in the face with water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all over. 
Yeah. Isn't that what it is? I don't remember doing it. I haven't seen that since it came yeah. out. Or the fucking, what was the, the lady in, in the water or some shit like Honestly, that? Honestly, like, I love Devil. I thought Devil was great. <laughs> Unbreakable yeah. was my favorite. Unbreakable was my favorite movie from him. And Split was good. I thought Split was really good. Mm-hmm. But, and they're going to be making, I guess, another one with Bruce. Did you watch Split? Mm-mm. I didn't either. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta watch that. No. Right. Well, listen, up, dude. I'll watch Split when you watch fucking Taurus Trap. I'm gonna watch Taurus Trap later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wrote it down, dude. Cool. All right, all right. Yeah, it's right. fun, man. Yeah. Um, all right, the normal bullshits. iTunes and SoundCloud and Facebook, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Blast Furnace Productions on Instagram, Blast Furnace NYC on Twitter, Candiria the Band on Instagram, risingpulse.com. Candiria, just search Candiria on Facebook, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to write a review, download it, and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us somehow. It, it creates, it makes us more visible. It puts us up in the rankings so that more people can fucking listen. We don't do this for money, but it would be nice if more people fucking listen. Is that it, too? Yeah, it's basically that. That's it in a fucking nutshell. That's it. And, uh, Thanks a lot, Steve. Oh, no, it was a pleasure, man. We'll be here now. Until the dawn. Until the dawn.